Welcome to Cowhorse, Full Contact by Ben Self, with host Chris Dawson and Russell Dilday. This episode brought to you by Bernie Anderson with EXP Realty. Here we are into another completely random start to totally. cow horse full contact. Well, exhaustion, yellow bellies, and one import. Well, yeah, yeah, you know. Modelo. Gotta like it. I only had a couple, so I saved them for you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. You're high end. It's, it's been a long <laughs> week here in Fort Worth. It's been a long week. Lost uh, your comb. and I lost my comb. You, uh, your you lost your deodorant. <laughs> I walked down there, Tyler. I, I didn't wash my. I did not lose my deodorant. I, I sweated it off of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I walked down there to the Watt. He's getting ready to show in the Hackmore's a minute ago. And there's Abby Mixon and Russell Dilday trotting around, both in purple shirts. She looks fresh and beautiful. And then there's Russell. <laughs> Russell's. He looks like someone has is. washed him or has run him over with a water hose. Hey, you should have shown those two that I showed right before that. <laughs> I had already been working. <laughs> uh, you looked like you've been building fence. I can't. I speak. was building fences <laughs> <laughs> around a cow <laughs> inside I can't say a I fence. I sweat when it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sweated through I don't know how many shirts and pants this week. Hey, that's why you guys got to get on board with the CR Sunsmart. I know, I wear those too. CR Sunsmart, you don't sweat through them. No. You might sweat. I did sweat through what? one but day before yesterday. Have you seen me looking sweaty this week? You don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, if you want to look, look like you can handle the heat, get yourself a CR Sunsmart shirt. Heard that. I, okay, that feels like a dare. Well, I'm going to. You should try a plug. I'm going to try one. <laughs> Not even a plug. They didn't even pay anything. No. Well, that's just random. For us. That's just factual information. They're nice. You don't have one on. Well, it, all my sponsor shirts are. This thing. I don't well, know. He's, I, he's going what? fishing when he leaves here. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm going to tell you what. These Magellans were cheap, and you buy one, get two free. From Academy back in the day, <laughs> from the back more. of the warehouse, maybe you don't uh, buy one get two. That's stealing. I swear, when they first came out with them, <laughs> buy one get two free, and I sweat more in these things than I do anything else. My favorite thing to work in is long sleeve Columbia, t- those long sleeve t-shirts. Yeah, untucked cowboy hat, get it on. Those are pretty nice. Yeah, huh. they, breathe, they breathe. Speaking of breathing, we're here with Tyler Merrill. <laughs> He's breathing. Hello. <laughs> Yeah, this is another one of our weird introductions. <laughs> so anyway, here we are, Cowboys well, Full Contact with, I'm Chris Dawson. we got Russell Dilday on the other side, and with the incomparable Tyler Merrill. And not Ben, who is currently not manning the soundboard because he stepped out to restock the cooler. Or train his dog. Or train his dog. <laughs> the dog, sure. he brought the dog that threw up in yeah. his house. So now we're in a foreign place. What are the chances of this going well? Right. This dog's <laughs> going to puke all over my feet. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> but thank God this is I not a carpeted that, room. I can't believe that dog's still alive. I mean, the way he looked the last time I saw that dog, I can't believe he's made it this far. How old so, is he? I, I don't 16? know, but he was, he come off the ark. Yeah. <laughs> 
he jumped on our sure. crow at the <laughs> last <laughs> one. He was Noah's dog? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank God this is concrete. <laughs> the last time we borrowed someone's sound room, Cal Cooper smoked. <laughs> and we can, the guy get, was writing us notes that we can't have alcohol from the outside. Because with Bob Avila, we have a Crown Royal bottle sitting in the middle. Of the table. <laughs> it's not from the outside. It's in here. Right? <laughs> and we thought he was writing us nice notes on him. Yeah, we he thought was, he was following he Bob. He was in there taking pictures. We yeah. thought he was Bob's publicist or a fan <laughs> of the show. He's taking pictures of us with the bottle so he can turn us in. Uh. <laughs> Don't trust anyone. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, you see him with a camera? Run. Yeah. Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> Long leg. There you have it. What does your bracelet say? Uh... Become a saint, be not afraid. And then this one's my wife's company. I didn't know you were a football fan. No, this is more like <laughs> spiritual. It's more of a Jesus thing, Russell. I got it. It should say, for me, it should say, stay calm, everything will be okay. You know, for a long time, I told people I had a saying, and I said, well, and I'm paraphrase it, bad man pajamas don't panic. And I didn't know that I was teaching gospel it's not to be don't be anxious and come to find out i I don't know if you were teaching gospel i think that was just lucky (laughs) 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 whatever (laughs) i remember you then and you were not teaching gospel i didn't know it that's what i'm saying i didn't know it yeah well some of the other things you were doing and saying kind of washed it out well that's possible different forms of gospel yeah different forms like don't let that cigarette burn out before you light the next one (laughs) (laughs) open that beer bottle with the next one well i'm not judging it's not like i was or still am or ever will be a saint but i try yeah well that's it that's all we can do but now katie gave me this long time ago it kind of keeps me grounded i guess okay katie Katie, my wife and she kept you. When you lose that bracelet, it's over. I'm a <laughs> persistent SOB. That's no lie. We're, I don't think we need to get into some of those stories. But yeah. Yeah. Why? Chris knows. I haven't heard him. <clears throat> oh, I got the funniest one, though. So remember when we worked for Carol, me and Chris worked for Carol, and we're like, we got this bright idea. We we're going to take all our girlfriends out to this concert. Who was it? I can't remember. Say, uh, didn't he sing Snakes on the Ceiling or something? Who was that? Uh, well, yeah. Anyways, so we get this limo. We go to the mall in Dallas, or didn't, and go to Victoria's Secret. Almost the same. This is a oh, long, yeah. long time ago. Yeah, this oh, was yeah. before the limo. Yeah. 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 No, <laughs> not the, that would have yeah. been fun, though. Anyways, <coughs> Although so I, do tell, our, I do tell people when I work for Carol, I used to take a limo to the grocery store. <laughs> uh, way too much disposable income. Right. So we uh, so there you are. We here in Victoria's Secret. We get you know each guy gets something for their girl or whatever. Jeremy was married, Knowles. Yeah. And uh, then we so we get this limo that night. And so I have an apartment over by Walmart in Gainesville, and I have rose petals laid out, <laughs> and 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 like leading up, you know. And her dad's gonna kill me when I tell this story, but 
Because she it, got, we went to, what was that Italian place called? Oh, yeah, uh, Luigi's. Lu- Luigi's, Luigi's yeah. in Gainesville. So it was Brink BYOW because mm-hmm. she brought her own wine and proceeded to take shots of wine. She likes wine. That's something new. Yeah. And uh, so, <laughs> so uh, first romantic thing I ever did for Katie was like, you know, throughout the red carpet and everything and pedals she may or may not have gotten too intoxicated to make it through the concert <laughs> or the I think first she ended up song. sleeping in the limo or yeah, the she song. slept in the limo <laughs> i carried her into the room put her in the bed and she's like oh thanks for the presents and went to sleep <laughs> and then she goes why don't you do anything romantic i said i tried it one time at I, never again <laughs> never again but the, all that you know how long it took to pick those rose petals each one, one after the other. And I mean, I just didn't like just do this. I went like, you know, one She time. loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. She's she loves me drunk She's sober. She's <laughs> sober not. Uh, <laughs> no. That's the only thing, every bad thing she did. But it was funny because she's always like, why don't you do anything romantic? I'm like, well. She's still paying for it. <laughs> That's the only thing she's ever done wrong. I mean, it wasn't really wrong. It was just funny. What happened with Chris's girlfriend? I can't remember who it was. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> On to the next one. Uh, well, it didn't work. No, it, it wasn't Sarah. No, no, no yeah, that was a little. That early. was definitely BS. That was back in the <laughs> before Sarah. Because yeah. I almost screwed Katie up because we dated when I was a senior in military academy and. Uh, she was a freshman at Tarleton, and then I came, graduated military school, and came home. And then I was like, told her I loved her, and she said, "I thank you. Um, it's nice." <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of was like, "Well, maybe she's not into it as much as I thought." You know? So I kind of drifted off, and we went our separate ways. And I never thought I'd get her back, but I did. It's nice. That's a whole different story. <laughs> it's a fairy tale. It's actually the same story. It's not a different story. Well, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just a bad prong of it. <laughs> so far, I'm not sure why you guys are married. First, you go to the, all the romantic effort. She throws up and goes to sleep. This, that Tell happened her, after this. I, but still, okay. they're both negative. <laughs> it, it, I thought the romantic one was funny. Because I can give her crap about that for the rest it's of my life. It's good to hold over. It's the only, yeah, that's the only that thing good. I have over that's her. That's it. I got, I'm going to make you pay with that. For, I better marry her. I will never get anything yeah. on anyone else. <laughs> Ever. I can get in trouble for doing right. You know, just like anybody else. So you went no, to... No, you don't. Oh, yeah, I do. So you went to Military Academy. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. That's, that's my family tradition for y'all. Right. Uh, my dad and my great-grandfather went there, Dan Gerber and Frank Merrill. And uh, so I went to Purcell, Oklahoma, through grade school and stuff, all the way. And my dad gave me the option. We went up there and visited between my eighth and ninth grade year. I went up there. My dad went there. He was on the board of trustees. And uh, we went up and visited. And uh, I was like, I'm not in. I'm not in on it. You know, I'm, I don't. Wanna. You can sit back. I'll, you can we'll, sit we'll, back you can be just comfortable. Pull it to I'll just yeah. <laughs> Do I need to make out with a mic? <laughs> so uh, make love to the camera. Right. So we go up there and visit it, and I mean, I, it's cool, you know, but it's not what I'm. I mean, horses and football and baseball and wrestling, and you know, it wasn't Oklahoma. And uh, well, anyway, so come to find out, 
uh, went through my freshman year and thought I was doing great. Coaches were kind of changing my grades. I thought I was just, you know, everything was fun. Learning was hard for me, like dyslexic and stuff like that. And I didn't read the best, you know, or whatever, but thought I was doing fine in hell. And another reason is I needed some get right because I was wild. <laughs> I mean, I never did anything stupid crazy. Maybe one thing, but that's another story. But we'll, uh, rem- we'll come back to it. Yeah, it's funny. It's stupid, really. But uh, how old were you? A freshman. <laughs> <laughs> That's my when next your point. greatest yeah. ideas come in yeah. as a freshman. Yeah. So we go, you know, and uh, I go to Oklahoma, Purcell, Oklahoma, my freshman year, and then my sophomore year, I left right here. I walked out of the John Justin after winning two world titles in the Calf Open and Hedden. And I got on a plane and went to football camp at St. John's Northwestern Military Academy in Delafield, Wisconsin. And uh, got off the plane, went to the deal, and got on the football field. And uh, best thing I ever did. My dad told me, <coughs> kind of gets emotional because it's a really big deal. But uh, he dropped me off and uh, he told me, do three things. Do as you're told, do the best of your ability, and don't ever argue with anything, and you'll be successful in anything you ever do in your life. And I did not take that for granted, but I held a grudge for a while because I was like, you know, why did I, or what did I do to get up here? And I didn't understand what he was doing. He goes, you will thank me when you throw your hat in the air if you graduate from here. And so I made, I was the only kid that made uh, private first class that year out of my newborn year. I made Master Sergeant, and then first start my junior year, and I was captain of Foxtrot Company when I graduated. And the, the kids run the school. There's TAC officers and military and there, but there's a chain of command. The kids earn their rank, and, and they have their duties, you know, from the captain down to the private. There's squad leaders, lieutenants, XOs, you know, I mean, there's a chain of command. And we ran the school, so my junior year, I was uh, the first sergeant is in charge of health and welfare of every kid in your company. You know where they are, they're sick, something's wrong, they're fighting, whatever, you handle it. And then you take it to the, you know, the XO or the company commander and see how they want to discipline them. And uh, so we, my junior year, I think I had 78 kids from seventh grade to 12th grade. And I mean, we were the minority, is meaning we had people from Mexico, uh, China, Japan, Russia, uh, Canada, Hawaii, which is not foreign, but I mean, it's just everywhere in the world you could think of. Because our program there, ESL was the best, English as a second language was the best in the country. And we had a lot from Mexico City. Like, my, I graduated with... Lopez Portillo, he was the nephew of President Fox of Mexico. Like these, you know, were high-end guys, you know, and they'd send their kids there to get taught how to speak English, you know, and stuff. But uh, I think it was, um, so you just had to learn how to lead all kinds of different kids from being very immature to grown, you know, seniors that, you know, or whatever. But so... My, my junior year, I had 76 kids, I believe, in Foxtrot Company, and uh, I remember learning my first lesson of how to, you know, be accountable is, because I was first starting, I needed to know where everybody was, and uh, 
just a story. Uh, we went to mess hall, lunch mess, or uh, formation. I was all accounted for. Had everybody in formation. We got into the mess hall, sat down, counting heads. I'm missing, uh, his name was um, Chris uh, Kreisenbeck. I'll never forget him. <coughs> so our barracks had these oak wood doors that were really thick. That school is 100, well, it was started in 1884, whatever, do the math. It's old. And uh, original doors on all the barrack, barrack, you know, rooms and stuff. And I couldn't, he wasn't, didn't make it into the mess hall, so I went back to the barracks. His door was shut. During the day in class and all hours, the doors are open. So we know where everybody is and, you know, no shut doors, whatever. His door is closed and locked. I kicked it open, and it makes a very distinctive sound when that oak door hits the walls and he's sitting there in a chair and he had slipped both his wrists i grabbed him wrapped his wrist around his and and uh, i think i ran 300 yards to the infirmary and saved his life and i got in trouble it was my fault because I, I didn't know where he was and i didn't <clears throat> know something was wrong so it it's kind of it's crazy to get in trouble for something like that, it, being 17, 18 years old, and I had to write an essay that was 3,000 words. I had to mount, uh, I had to march 1,000 hours of guard path. And uh, anyways, the kid, he survived. I still keep in contact with him, but it was it was a life lesson, you know. As, as a 18 year old kid to save a life and get in trouble for it, it was kind of like, what in the hell, you know? Sorry, it's kind of emotional, but it's just stuff but that grew me up. Made you, it put some, uh, made you open your eyes and pull your head up and think, hey, the whole world ain't just about yep. me, and you need to be looking at people around you and be observant instead of thinking about yourself. Mm -hmm. And always at eighteen, yeah, don't ever take for granted something, you know, and or somebody or you know, if they're feeling down, go pick them up. Because you never know. I mean, we've dealt with some losses here lately that were pretty unexpected, you know, with, in the horse industry and stuff. Yeah. And it's just you never know. So that kind of always hits hard to me. <laughs> that 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 was a big eye-opener. And I take it a lot of different ways, which I can't explain because it's just within me how I took it. But it was, uh, it was, it was pretty big. And then so I kind of started – I took a, a kind of personal to take care of anybody that I ever came across. I can take care of somebody before I can take care of myself. And that's why I kind of get emotional a lot when I'm talking about myself is because I don't deal with, with it. But I can take care of anyone else and I can help them. You know, I, I feel comfort in that. So it's kind of, uh, it's kind of weird, but. <laughs> it's, so. Did, did that, until that point, were you still kind of of the same mindset as you were coming out of John Justin? I didn't have a conscience. Like and I then just, that was like. Yeah, it was like, oh, crap, there's life, you know. And so it, I mean, like, I can remember that point right there is I heard everything. I mean, like, I had a conscience, like thought about things, I, the outcome of them, the, you know, 
if you did something wrong, you got to pay for it, or you know, and just I never, I just lived life, and it was just one roping at a time, really, kind of, you know. That's all I cared about doing, playing football and roping or whatever. But so when that happened, it was like it grew me up fast. Yep. I mean, right then. And so Dad always told me he's like, when you you will go through a lot of different things at that school that. You know, like that one was very big, but I went through a lot of things just learning how to, you know, control emotions or I'm not doing that very good now, but, <laughs> but I mean, it's hard to talk about it. Just oh, I it, can't it, imagine. It was dude. so <laughs> being away from my family and, and not understanding what was happening until it got over anyway. So learned so many little things that brought me to be able to talk to anybody, no matter who they are, or what they do. Because I had to deal with so many different kids and lead them, get them to do things that they didn't want to do. You know, stand up straight, look forward, march, you know, left, right, left, right, whatever. And uh, so, and then my senior year, I got to be Fox, or I was a company commander, and we had 84 kids in there, and it was, uh, and it was, it was pretty special. It was, you know, that you, the company commander took care of all the paperwork and discipline, and so he kind of learned how to run a business a little bit. And, you know, that kind of deal of it. And, uh, and you had your kids that you had, or your, you know, XO lieutenants and first sergeants or whatever that you had to lead to make them do the right thing. You know, it was kind of like, it was crazy. It grew you up fast and, and, uh, and whatnot. But. Well, just how about the whole format of, say, in your other life before, if you go save that kid's life, they're just patting you on the back yeah. and telling you how great you are in the military. Like, hey, jackass. Well, it wasn't really. I mean, yeah, it was the military, cause, but or, I took it as, like, I missed something. You know, I wasn't paying attention to Right, him. that's what. He was hurting. But because the, he didn't just drink himself to death or, or, right. or take a bunch. Of, there's nothing allowed there. Like, we couldn't shoot it, but we did a little bit. <laughs> not legally chew tobacco. Yeah. Anyways, that's another funny story. But, <laughs> so, but I mean, you, I mean, he just he was hurting inside, and I didn't see it, and so it was just, and you just got to be able to recognize when something's wrong. Maybe you can be there if just saying hi to somebody, or, hey, hope you have a good day. You know, not brighten them up. You know, so it that always stuck with me. So. But that was my first experience of like, I cannot, like that is my first vivid memory of me going, holy crap. So the whole world's not about whether I'm winning or not. Yep. All of a sudden. Yep. It doesn't matter. Right. There's some things out there and I'm not responsible just for my personal achievements. I need to look around and see about somebody else's yep. stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of like, that's why just still today, like, you know, helping everybody in the herd work or in anything, I get a kick out of it. I love it, helping other people. You know, I mean, I know it's long hours and stuff, but I get joy out of it. You know, I, I like seeing other people strive. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't suck to win, but, <laughs> but, but I mean, that's kind of like. No, I'm, I'm with you. I take a lot of pride in, uh, you know, if I'm helping somebody and they're winning, that's, I uh, mean, like, yeah, hell yeah, the team's doing good. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, but there's a lot of fun stories at that school, too. But I tell you what, I'm still, um, 
I still keep in contact with a lot of them. They're one of my brothers. Kidding. I lived with them for three years, you know. And yep. we, you know, we'd come home holidays and stuff and, and uh, you know, long weekends. If you got good rank, you know, that you could have a weekend pass or something, we would take, we would take the train to Chicago and uh, we'd have a good time. <laughs> I, had some, I had some Italian buddies that uh, their dads, they just slip us a little walking around money, as my dad would call it, uh-huh. and say, uh, don't get in too much trouble. And we would, you know, we had a good time. But, uh, and then, you know, I still got to rope when I came home. And it kind of worked out. All the good circuits and stuff were during holidays, you know, and the Christmas circuit back in Tulsa and whatnot. So it was, it, I mean, it all worked out. But So did you have summers off there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not very long. I mean, we, so cadre, that was officer's training and football camp started August 1st. And we got out June, we left June 7th. Graduation was June sixth, and then we left June seventh. Yeah, about six weeks. Yeah, and, and I mean, so was, what school was it again? St. John's Northwestern Military Academy. And what? How hard is that to get into? Well, it, you can't have a criminal record, and you have to take a placement test just to see where you are. That's another funny story. My dad took it, thinking he was going to fail it, and they wouldn't send him. Well, they just kept him back a grade. <laughs> <laughs> He goes. So, he was too you, proud. He was too proud to tell his dad that he, you know, he tried to fail it just so he wouldn't. And so he's like, "I just took the fifth or the eighth grade year over." Now is it a twelve-year so school? It goes to. It's from seventh to twelfth. Seventh. Dad went five years. I went three. His his grandfather Dan Gerber he went from seventh to twelfth. And, and so, but you went when you were eighteen. I thought you said. Well, I went my sophomore year, so I was seventeen, and I graduated when I was nineteen. I was an old guy. So you did have to double take a little school somewhere. Yeah, in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> kept well, eating, kept eating the crayons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could happen to anyone. No, I mean it was uh, it was an amazing experience. I tell you what, I uh, I wish I would went longer. And when my, when we threw our hats in the air, my dad goes, I went up and hugged him. I said, I know exactly what you mean now. I mean, thank you. So yeah. yeah, you probably spent that first year hating for it. Well, I mean, yeah. that first thirty days sucked. You couldn't contact any family, you know. And I mean, we're independent, but we love each other, you know. We're tight, and uh, it was hard. But I had some upperclassmen, then I I had to go there for football camp, so I kind of got the deal. But I'm gonna tell you what, Wisconsin football in high school was. Not like Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, this is a religion back home. First time I got the ball and the full pads, I uh, ran a 28 sweep. This defensive end weighed about 350. Come around there, and I was like, well, we'll see how tough he is or how tough I am. And I just plowed right through him, and I just stopped. And the coach goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I cannot believe that guy just let me blow right through him. Back home, if I saw a 350-pound defensive lineman, I was running the other way. I mean, <laughs> it was just – it was just different, you know. I'm like, hey, Dad, do you think I could come home for football and then I'll come back up here? He's like, no, it's not the way this works. <laughs> and I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but I love to hit. And uh, back in the day, no, that's probably what's wrong with me. <laughs> Too many concussions. Low concussed. Yeah. Low con- I've noticed no. it. Damn CTE. Yeah. I think your head's bigger on one side. <laughs> <laughs> my strong side's to the left. I can't see out of my head. I don't know what we're going to do with them heads. <laughs> That yeah. headset when we get it back. <laughs> no. 
So there was a lot of kids that come out of there. Was it an all-boys school or was it co-ed? Yeah, it was all-boys now or then. And I believe four years or maybe four years ago it went co-ed. Yep, and they have a, you know, the Smythe Hall where I, that was my first. It was funny. My first room was my dad's first room, and that was all totally coincidence. Really? <laughs> yeah. But at Smythe Hall, that's the girls' barracks now, and then we have uh, Old Compton. That's what we used to call it. That's where I graduated out of, and then they had the uh, – uh, oh crap! Now I can't remember. Compton, Smythe Hall, and uh, the classroom barracks. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, anyways, I never lived in there, so I don't know. Can't remember. But uh, so yeah, it's co-ed now. It's doing really good. I mean, so I mean, it was just one of those deals. They they had to do it because everybody else was. Right. You know I mean, to stay. I know you. May, you got wonder though that kind of stuff taking, if it takes away from the kind of experiences you have when it's just girls and just boys and yeah. they can make you focus. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, we had balls and stuff. You could bring your girl, or if you had a girlfriend home, or, or I mean, you know. To events. The, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. You know, we had prom. That we call it midwinter ball. And we had events and stuff. So we, and we got to go leave and walk down to the town and stuff. So we, I mean, you might find your girlfriend or whatever, but. Anyways, so there was, I mean, it was, but it was, it was, you, you were concentrating on school. That was number one, was education, military, and religion. Did they grab a hold of your dyslexia better there, or? That's exactly right. So I struggled and went, took special classes. I, I you know, they put me on Ritalin and all that stuff, and it didn't make me feel good, because I was like, I don't like to not be in control. I want to control every situation for everybody else. I have a hard time controlling my own situation. But anyways, so uh, my junior year, my mom, I can't remember if it was my mom or a teacher there, found a tutor, Chris Berry. I actually am still in contact with him for Mason because I'm kind of seeing some things, the same things I struggle with. And uh, so he gave me a test for about eight, eight hours and found out there's like 300 different types of dyslexia. Mine's comprehension from paper to mine. If I see Chris swing a rope, I can swing it just like him. If I, if you tell me, I'll remember. But if I read it, I have to read it over and over and over again for me to comprehend it. Because like I'll see something that'll make me have a memory of some, you know, it's just comprehension from paper to mind. It's not like seeing or saying things backwards, which I do sometimes. But um, so, do was, you see things backwards? No, no. It's just, it's just, just like, a transfer. So I, the funny, the cool thing, I put these glasses on and I read a paragraph, and I didn't even know my eye was in the where your eye was going it was bouncing all <laughs> over the page and i thought i was just going line from line but i never even noticed and i would just go down there and all of a sudden a memory would come because i saw this word down here that i didn't i mean it's just crazy how how your eyes work and stuff and so you're reading they I'm, make you read yep. and you're spouting off words from the bottom of the page in the middle well, of not spouting from, off but i'll see it because my eyes will move it's it was weird and uh i'd I wouldn't jump lines, you know, I'd read and then I'd just like my, it was just like, you know, the heartbeat thing. Right. It, that's what it looked like. Huh. And, but I didn't realize I was doing it. Oh, man. So that's why it was just hard to comprehend what you were reading. And if oh, I read out loud. Because your eyes are all over yeah, the place. Yeah. And I, if I read out loud, it was better. But uh, so, anyway, so Chris, he uh, tutored me my junior year and he taught me the English language the way I would understand it from first grade to where I was. And I'm telling you what, life got a lot easier as mm. far as education and schoolwork. And uh, so it was a blessing. 
It was, it was, because I was. But that was before you went to. No, uh, military school. That's where. Oh, that it was it. It, it happened there. in Delfield, yeah. Mm. He, he, uh, he was a dyslexia specialist, and then he, like, uh, for his real, or his side job, he would um, uh, test drive snowmobiles. <laughs> so it was pretty fun to know him. He was like, "Hey, I got this, this prototype. You want to?" I was like, "He dang right." Yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, they've been handy to run into him like yeah. about first grade. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I know. Like, right. Maybe no, never went to military school. <laughs> yeah. My no. Uh, that military school. It was. It's a long story, but it, there's a lot of things I could go on and on about it. But I tell you what, I would love to send my boys there. But I do not think I'm going to talk my wife into it. And my mom was the same way. Just tell her they're going to summer camp. Yeah, for four years. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I recommend it to any. I wish we'd had this interview three years ago. I'd have put Colt in it. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's amazing. It is amazing. It grows you up. It teaches you to deal with stuff. And when life's hard, it's not that hard. But because it always could be worse. And Keep your eyes open. Mm-hmm. That's the way I took out of it. And, and responsibility, uh, bearing, and and uh, self-worth, you know, and, and uh, don't be a mollycoddle. Quit whining. A what? Mollycoddle. It's a whiner. Have you heard that well, one? I have heard it, yeah. yeah. Where did that come from? It's on the pillar. It's the four pillars at, at St. John's. Play till the whistle blows. Don't be a molly coddle. Do as you're told. Oh, it's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Blame the fourth up. one on dyslexia. Hey, yeah. Blame the fourth <laughs> one on dyslexia. Yeah. <laughs> Where did molly coddle come from? I, I don't know. That's what my dad always told me when I was a little kid. Stop being a molly coddle. Stop being a molly coddle. And I'm like, what in the world? He goes, you'll find out someday. <laughs> Needless to know, I went to military school and found out. Might have to start up. using that Bad. word. Google it. Research department. Yeah. See what Molly Cottle, where that came from. That does not sound. Uh... <laughs> you, you can take that if you need to, Tyler. I don't know. It's yeah, it Cade doesn't really bother us. What's Cade want? Ooh, we can put him on speaker. It'll be you fun. want yeah. to? Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Put him on. All right. This is going to be fun. Cade, he's called several times. Why you guys have been doing it? Yeah. Jeez. Cato. Where you at? I'm in uh, a sound room with Russell Dilday, Greg, and Chris Dawson doing uh, a podcast. Ben. Ben. Ed, sorry, oh. Ben. I keep calling him Greg. Why? Whatever. I was ben. I thought it was your imaginary friend. Well, I, I do have an imaginary <laughs> friend. Anyways, Ben, sorry. I apologize. You're on speakerphone. What's up, guys? Hello, Cade. Hello, Cade. How's it going? Well, it's going well. I've gotten emotional. <laughs> Told stories. We're we're only one beer in, and we've we're going through the tissues. <laughs> you know how it is. You know how I am. Hey, I got ten more. You want me to join you? <laughs> yeah, you know where the paper covered doors are. <laughs> right next to the entry office. Yeah. No, I got you. Well, I'm just pulling out. All right. Oh, that's weak. I'm coming over. Sorry, I just left. <laughs> I mean, if y'all really want me to, I'd come in there and at least listen to y'all. 
Oh, now we got to edit for crying out loud. Cade, come on. Ah. PG-13, bud. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We've, well, made it We've made it 41 minutes. We've made it 41 minutes without an edit. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hey, can we just put the beef on that? It's right next to the entry office. You'll see a golf cart. Surely we can just beat that little. That's a pretty good segment. That would be perfect. That would be perfect. Yeah. Come on in. Have a customized beep, Mike. Bye. I'm a rice. Where'd he go? I feel like I'm going to break this chair. I wasn't. You're not that big. I know, but. It's just awkward. Easy. I know. I feel taller. I sat on the chair up there, and I was like, this might be Porterfield's chair. <laughs> it had a little flex to it. Hold on. My wife's calling. Ooh, this will be fun. Oh, yeah. Honey, you're on speakerphone on a podcast. Okay. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi. Hey, we really believe you should send those kids to military school. Do what? <laughs> yeah, serious. Russell said we should send Mason and Riggs to military school when they get old enough. Yeah, okay, no. <laughs> I told you. Are you kidding me? You wouldn't even have him. You wouldn't even have no, this. I wish I'm not I would trade I will I would send mine back. Hey, can I have your kids' papers? I'll send mine. Uh, Honey, uh, I was just gonna see well, Mason wants to know where you are. I know, babe. I'm doing a podcast real quick. Okay. All right. Well, do you know what time? Because I'm like walking around. In the well, if I'd right quit now, rambling so. on, we'd be done pretty quick. <laughs> All right. Stop. Mason. Twenty Who's minutes. <laughs> That's my oldest Mason. All right, I love you. I'll call it twenty minutes. Daddy, hurry up! I will, Max. buddy. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep that in there. <laughs> Hi, bud. All right. See ya. I can tell my wife that I, huh? I can talk without cussing. Exactly. She thinks I can. Yeah, my wife thinks I can't either, but I managed to do this most of the time pretty clean. That's since the beginning. <laughs> since it cost Ben four hours. Yeah, of, when, of yeah since, yeah, since Ben told good. us it's a lot, it stays I'm in. a natural. <laughs> yeah, we can, we roll pretty Except clean. Except I, I am bad on the religious side, so I've cleaned up. Yeah. It's all good. We got both sides. <laughs> uh, yeah, he so. was religious now, but when we when I knew him early, he wasn't. There you go. And now I'm still the same, and he got to the other side of me. Right. Yeah. Now I'm the clean one. I I don't <laughs> know about. <laughs> Is, isn't it usually the opposite? You're religious before you become a horse trainer. Maybe. <laughs> I don't and know. the horses in the clouds just drive you nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I love all my clients. Amen to that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them that are left. Yeah. <laughs> Those two ladies are amazing. <laughs> don't you just ride horses for your mom? Do I? <laughs> I have one for her. Mom and your sister? Yeah, that's it. Best clients in the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Never pay. I'm just joking, <laughs> mom and sister. Just joking. Just joking. Oh, so back to military school. So how many of those kids went on to the military? 
from that school? Uh, Quite a few. I mean, like, there was a lot of – Craig Bristotti, I remember he was a good friend of mine. He was the first captain my junior year. He went on to the um, uh, West Point. uh, Wow. uh, A lot of them went in the Naval Academy. Some went to Bud's, Naval Seals, you know. Um, I didn't didn't, uh, keep in contact. I got lost contact with quite a few of them. I don't know if they made it through or where they're at now. Uh, A lot of them went into the Army. Um, just, you know, some of them are drill sergeants now and, and uh, Fort Bragg. Uh, and then, um, yeah, a lot. I mean, a lot of them. Like, I had a full ride to go to West Point to wrestle, and I took a rodeo scholarship in southwestern Oklahoma State University. Genius. I don't regret it, but I kind of wish I kind of, you know, I loved it. I loved the structure of it. You know, I'm, I'm good on in structure. And, uh but. Speaking of structure, what was the tobacco story? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was glad you brought that back up. So, this is funny. Lord, forgive me. But, so, we had this priest, Father Tom, big, huge man. He used to play for Florida State back in college. Older man, but he was big. And uh, he was our priest, Father Tom. And uh, so, all the uh, officers, you know, we had this little... 31 flavors what we call each other there's all of these buddies of mine football players that were lieutenants and captains and xos and stuff so after after uh mass every sunday we would go eat at pounders it was a it was called rust again but we called it pounders because they had the pound cheeseburgers like in the best cheeseburger you ever had in your life and they were one pound and so we would go order a bunch of them see how many people could eat and i'd always beat everybody that's why they call me. Are you the shortest one? Yeah. Even then? Yeah. Yep. That's why they call me cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Short cheese. But so Father Tom, after that, we would go to the Piggly Wiggly. And Father Tom would be like, y'all need anything? You know, wink, wink. You know, we all go in there and get, they called them tins. Cans of snuff, Ten. snuff you know, whatever. They called them tins and they called cigarettes squares. And so uh, we would go buy a bunch of them. And we'd sell them to the new boys for uh, twenty bucks, twenty-five bucks for a pack of cigarettes, and twenty bucks for a tin. That's a, and what'd you pay for them? That's good margins Six, right there. Five yeah, bucks. <laughs> we were making money, <laughs> and the priest is providing well, all this for you. Well, he, he didn't know that, but he did. <laughs> oh, he wasn't buying. I mean, I no. Just, oh, okay. we were all I mean, he, he took 18, you there and knew what you were buying. Yeah. And dad, so, and funny bringing that up, dad, like, he was a strict guy growing up. We'd always be buttheads, you know. He's I was like, God, you're so tough, you know. So when I got to that school, I found out that I was like, you know, you are really cool back in the day. We could have got, you know, go on. He was crazy. <laughs> he ran that school. They called him Falstaff because back then they could uh, – drink when they were 18 so he would hide beer all over that he had the keys to the tunnels underneath the school and he'd skateboard <laughs> i'm like and you thought i was wild i mean this not all the stories but he was wild so your dad was wilder than you i think so but it was a different time that's why they give you all those accusations of things that you didn't even do. My dad used to do the same thing. I know you were out drinking last night, and I really wasn't that wild, but he was. <laughs> he was my age. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, yeah, so he was, they called him Falstaff. But no, so, yeah, we, we made. Falstaff? We, that was a kind of beer back then. So, and, uh, 
Yeah. So before Pabst Blue Ribbon, I, what I were they? Did so. they even have? Well, he glass? graduated in '67. Did they have glass in? Was it just you know? <laughs> he said he would hide it in his toilet in the back of his toilet <laughs> in the ceiling. Who would ever look there? <laughs> the, the security guard never did because he always like false stuff. He was on the yeah. take. Yeah, and then and another thing, my dad went through his. He was a he was a captain of Bravo Company when he graduated, and he was a Silver Rifles uh, rifles instructor, and uh, he took the Silver Rifles to do a competition. And then he took them out and got drunk, and uh, got in big trouble for it. He almost got kicked out of school. That was one of the deals he turned. He learned his lesson, you know. So uh, it's you guess it it isn't surprising that your dad could see this coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why he sent you to military school. Uh -huh. He Same needs the structure. Life. Right. Yeah. I, I think maybe Katie will be easier to uh, convince when maybe you guys feel that coming a little stronger. Yeah, I, when the I, kids I, are I told her that, that oldest Mason, he is, he is, looks like me, but he is her all the way through. He is the kindest uh, kid in the world. And I'm like, we're not going to have trouble with that one. That little one? <laughs> Riggs Riley? He's got to go. Because <laughs> I can already see it. I'm like, he is already me. He's already beating his brother up. He's wild. He's loud, and he doesn't sleep. And you know, it's yeah, he's me all the way through. But I love both of them, you know. But it's it's funny to see him. That I can see her, her in Mason, and I can see all me in Riggs. It is bad, but good. You deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I told Dad the other day. I said, so you thought I was going to get paid back with Mason. And then you were upset when I didn't get paid back because he's so sweet. And then I'm like, don't worry about it, Riggs. It's going to be way worse than I was. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. I know. So. I wrote my dad a birthday card the other day and said, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> every Father's Day and every I get it. Yeah. <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> yeah, every Father's Day and every birthday, I'm like, Dad, thank you, and I'm sorry, and I appreciate you sending me to military school. <laughs> I don't know where I would be. I mean, I don't know if I, I wasn't like doing anything bad but it was yet just, well you were only 18 you hadn't even gotten a chance no i did it all this before i was 18 i was 18 when i graduated no or, i'm saying yeah. no but oh, if you yeah. hadn't gotten to military yeah. school you could have evolved into a real pain i don't know if i would have went that bad i just having a lot of fun yeah that's how it starts <laughs> <laughs> well, no it was uh, i it's a lot of education to end up as a horse trainer yeah, it's all I've ever loved to do. It's all I know how to do, really. I mean, I I enjoy other things, but I don't know where. I mean, because it's funny, like, so when I graduated, I went to uh, college for a year and rodeoed and then uh, came home and worked for Dad. What events? Uh, bulldog and rope calves and team rope. How tall are you? 5'11". He's not yet. <laughs> Why do you act like he's a little guy? I don't know, 5'9". Sorry. Well, maybe the wit throws me off. <laughs> In the <laughs> shoulders, not the stomach. Kind of like those cigarettes, the squares. <laughs> well, it's funny, Monty Joe Pesky. I didn't say it wasn't the shoulders. <laughs> well, when I was driving for Corey Petska, his uncle Monty Joe gave me the nickname the Rifleman because his wife took my jeans to the cleaners and they were 34-34. She goes, he's as wide as he is tall. So Monty 30, Joe's... 30-30. Yeah, 30-30. <laughs> square Bob Sponge. Yeah. SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. So when I graduated, I went to... Rodeo, or... Yeah, you can't put another inch on. 
No. Or you're going to be wider than you are no, tall. No. So I, I I purposely make my jeans long, or order them longer than they should be. Put, yeah. put him in the coffin the other way. Uh, He's I mean, a I'm real piece of work that, over there. I mean, I've lost a lot of weight. Dude. I love him. Oh. I remember being a little kid and like, oh, my dad and Terry Thompson were best friends. And they, uh, I remember hanging out there and their jeans would be like, 36, 32. Yeah. I, I think I wore 32s in first grade. And I'm like, <laughs> so it didn't, like, so from an early age, I started wearing long jeans just looking ahead. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. My stepbrother gave me a pair of 38s, I think, when yeah. I was a freshman in high school. I'm like, 38s, that's long. And they were long, but you know what? They, I mean, they were stacked. Yeah. They scratch. You yeah. got to have them stacked, man. Yeah. You got to so, stack them up. Don't want to have high waters when you're riding. Mm-mm. No. No and way. So, Fox tails get up there. Mine, I don't know if anybody else has this trouble, and I don't know. We need to maybe talk to Matt and Amanda. There, we, I need to put some weights in the bottom of my jeans. Only the deal. I mean, the Dillons don't do it to me. The uh, Watsons. Watsons. Well, yeah, I love the Conjurant jeans, but uh, the Chucks do it the worst. They're the softest. The Chuck, they're the yeah, soft Chuck, ones. Yep. They're Great real. They're real tail. soft. They're well. Right. And they're light. They're yep. lightweight. Man, they're cool. But they will right up your leg. My really? Yeah. yeah, I look like a little cool Jay most time I get off a horse. I got one leg up, I got one pant leg up on so top of You're so damn hairy. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You're squeezing too hard. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> a lot of kicking going on. Kicking in. Yeah, that's oiling your saddle too much. <laughs> if you leave them be dry, <laughs> they won't whirl up. Yeah, no. Yeah, they won't pull that up. <laughs> oh, God. I'm gonna have to try some of them. Dylan's all I got. No, the jeans are outstanding. Like I'm gonna probably them. just stay with Dylan's. The greatest thing is a knife pocket. Oh yeah. I wonder it if just they could freeze put a something. whole pocket up. I wonder if they could weight something in the cuff. I don't know. The cuffs are big. Why don't you? Hey, why don't you just get a little string and tie it under your foot? <laughs> I might. I might. Like a little jumper yeah, pants or whatever. Jumper yeah. band, Dylan. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> I That'd be a good idea. It's like you make the brown reins. <laughs> Wait at the bottom. <laughs> right? I think it's... That's a great idea. I'm telling you. <laughs> Wait at the bottom. Uh, well, I'm going to try it. I was, I'm going to just take some fishing weights and clip them on there. I don't, I think, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try I it. I detest you can just, you can just slit the little my deal right there, the, the flap. And just, what do you mean slit the... What? The, you know, just put right there right to him. There. And then just stick weights. Hey, in. why don't you just put a little slit in that That's pant leg said. and hook it on the bot on the button of your spur? Hey, you could just slit in the back and hook it over your My spur. Run your spur route through Chuck's. there. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know Chuck. He's a great guy. <laughs> I think he was. Hey, well, was he one of, well, I don't know. I well, Watson, was long, Watson was, was a Longhorn, long and Betty. Watson yeah. and Betty were the Longhorns. I can't horns. remember who Chuck was. Ben's dog knows Chuck. <laughs> up, Chuck, Chuck, up, Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> how, how old is that dog, Ben? Yes, sixty-seven. I said he'd come off the ark. It's Noah's dog. Seven. He's seven. Seven. He's, she's had a lot. He's of got mouth. that. He's got that early so age, that fast age. Did I do thing. that right? Times seven, seven times seven. Yeah, right? times yeah, seven. Yes. See? He's got tutoring paid off in military school. <laughs> Is that a girl or a boy? 
It was conserving. What do you mean? Is that right a girl now? or a boy? Look at the size of that sausage. <laughs> you don't know how to tell. Did his eyes aren't as good as they used to be. Kate. I don't have my glasses on. Oh, sorry. For God's sake. Where are they at? I'll grab them for you. <laughs> well, female. <laughs> They cannot see this hand language <laughs> on the mic. I don't, I don't know how many times we've been through this. Use your imagination. It was, it was for you. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. So you come out hey, of military. We, what? we didn't even hit the early stuff. Where'd you even come from? Where were you born? Nor well, I was born in Norman, lived in Purcell, Oklahoma. Big circle. Yeah. Son of Frank Merrill and Robin Merrill. Two sisters, Mackenzie and Megan. And uh, dad had a commercial breeding farm there in Purcell for 45 plus years. Windward's dead. Yep. For uh, bred, you know, racehorse, you know, thoroughbreds, quarter horses, racing, and stood halter horses. How'd you not get in the racehorse deal? I don't know. I, I mean, I always used to go to Heritage Place to the sales and stuff, but I was just too young, Short really. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm, I, I weigh a little too much, though. Terrible on the way in. <laughs> yeah. Bobby, take them weights off the bottom of his pants. <laughs> oh, my God. I can see why you all never get anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> As much as he loves structure, I bet this is driving him crazy. No. I, I have good it's points, and, I, and then I can't concentrate, and I lose them. I'm like, I was going to say something. All right, but back. Russell, I'll ask the same keeps question. Making me laugh. <laughs> I'll ask the same question, and maybe we can get there. <laughs> Why didn't you get in the racehorse deal? Uh, like I said, I hung out with Dad at the Heritage Place. That he had a, his own aisle. He, you know, had uh, production sales for yearlings and stuff. But I, I guess I was just too busy running around with my friends. I never really paid attention to the pedig pedigrees and stuff. And I don't know. I just I like to instead of handling them, I like to ride them. You know. So I got into the cutting and the roping and all that stuff. And it was because of the Calumet disaster. <laughs> the Calumet. Yep. <laughs> got to read about it. Yeah, yeah read, the book. Got to read about it. <laughs> That's what Steve so. Metcalf said. He was dating the daughter of the people who ran Calumet. Uh, yeah, I don't and know. then he would not tell us. You know, and then I left because of the disaster. And we're like, well, what was a disaster? Oh, you got to read about it. I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. My dad. What in the world? <laughs> Bill Whitman was one of my dad's partners. And uh, he owned the place right across the road from my dad's, Wrigley Farms. He, he went out to run Calumet Racetrack. I think he retired two years ago. Well, Steve's <laughs> so much older than he looks yeah. that maybe it was before. I think it was before. <laughs> but it's just funny you brought up Kelly Meadows. I was like, I know a guy. That, All right. Yeah. This horse world is yeah. not that large. No. Small. It's twisted small. and twisted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, well, you got more. There's all kinds of stuff over there. <laughs> stay hey, and don't be afraid to. I'll get it for you. What do you want? He's got it. He's got what legs. Do you want? He's, he's a he's rice. He knows holy it. hell, all rices walk the same. Yeah, you you can drive, uh, you, can drive a, you can drive a truck. Well, he he walks like Matlock and no the original. Well, he's Matlock. taller than them, and and his grandpa, 
real short. He's t- he's like six nine, and he walks like he's five nine, like me. This one? Yeah, he's real short steps, bow legged. We can if we stay long enough, we can have some. Yeah, I please. <laughs> Affirmative. That's uh, affirm. Damn, them are big. It says sixteen ounces on there. I don't think there's any way. One pint. What is this? We're talking about water. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, water. Brazil, Oklahoma. Pop the water top. <laughs> Colorado. Oh, and, uh, that's how you stay thin. Hey, you don't have to whisper. Everyone knows you're here. Oh. Hey, guys. <laughs> it's really cool to have headphones on. I feel like I could be a singer with these things. <laughs> you're gonna I never thought my voice sounded so good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying to make myself try feel better. Okay? Phones. <laughs> sound sound terrible really good. Mine just sound terrible. He did auto tuning on my phone. <laughs> you're not, you're not and I hey, the reason phone. I'm here is so all the guest voice sound better. <laughs> Chris has got that Earl. Uh, he's got that deep voice when he does advertisements. Uh-huh. Mm. What's the one in Reno? The furniture store. Oh, yeah, Hauser's. Hauser's Furniture. Hauser's Furniture. Tishmingo. Tishmingo, right across from Big big Reds. Yep. Old Reds. Old Reds. Old Reds. Mm -hmm. Get you cold beer. And now he's the city manager. Furniture store and the city manager. Hauser is. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, except it's not Hauser, but they bought Hauser. Oh. It's golden. Like Colorado. Golden like golden. Yeah. Golden like Sunday morning. (laughs) <laughs> we had a little special cameo guest here in Cade Rice, but he's just yep. listening to the whole life story of Tyler well, Merrill. He kicks in now and then. Yeah. He's not completely He's a big worthless. part of my life, just later. <laughs> <laughs> he's a tall side of you. Well, I'd like... How tall I'm are you? 6'4". Damn. Hey, the hair's nice up here. I guess. Yeah, but he's got to put a lot more sunscreen on. Right. Are you the tallest, Rice? I believe so. Really? I believe so. Moose isn't taller than you? Uh-uh. He's just a lot bigger. Is that your brother? <laughs> Moose. It's Moose for a reason. He's not little. How many brothers and sisters do you have? Uh, Moose and then Robin. Just one brother just and one sister. Two. God bless Robin's heart. She saves our life in our house a lot. She's our babysitter sometimes. She's the uh, sweetest. She's fun. She's awesome. She called me yesterday, oh, Friday, and said... Uh, She's babysitting Mason and Riggs. And she says, can I whip Mason's butt? <laughs> I told her she, yeah. Like, Tyler. <laughs> I don't know. I told her, I said, you. Tr- <laughs> yeah. Saving military school. <laughs> Just start it now. <laughs> or yeah. right now. No, she's, she's a lifesaver. But. Robin's the only one I knew he had. You didn't know about Moose? Uh-uh. What's I don't even know about Cade. I mean, no one talks about yeah, no, Cade. Robin. Oh, the first, t- <laughs> first time you ever met me, I forgot to box the cow. I just took him down the fence. <laughs> What's hey, wrong that, with that? That's Russell's M.O. What's wrong with that? Well, did did yeah, you mark I him? I thought I was going to get extra points. No, Should have. Were you judging? Should have. He was. Him did you mark him? Well, I don't remember what happened after he left. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever come back? Did <laughs> <laughs> you got to make that mind? run after that happens. Oh, I can't remember. I'm just glad the fence was there. 
Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you don't have to box a cow. It's just a suggestion, isn't it? It's, yeah. Well, it depends <laughs> on the situation. Yeah. You sometimes wanna... it's beneficial, and sometimes it's not. It's nice <laughs> to stop them once. One, well, or one twice. time. What's your rule? Like, if they if go they turn the right away, way. Twice, go? Or is it just oh, more I of don't. a field thing? It's more of a field thing, I yeah. think, for me. I, I like to make sure that I can stop them, and I like to make sure I can drive them. Yep. Now, I'm not going to say that it always happens. No. But it seems like when I leave there and I haven't done both, I feel like something gets a little funky somewhere. Yeah. You know, not to say that it don't work, right. but it, it seems like if I don't get them drove, like, like I said, we've talked about this on here too. Like these cattle in this pen in Fort Worth, they don't, sure. you can't really drive them past the gate. Mm-hmm. Like if they go off to the right, they're stuck there on that right. Mm-hmm. And you'll get in there to drive and they'll either stop at the gate or take a run at you to the left. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, for me, I let them take that little run at me to the left and go over there and kind of hook them and then send them. No. And for money, that's kind yeah. of, that's kind of my flavor. You know. Yeah. But I don't for what I don't know why them cattle do that in there. But no. they'll drive. You can drive them to the right, but it's they don't want you to drive each them to the arena right. throughout the country. Mm-hmm. No matter what the cattle, they are going to react a certain way. You know, yep. Scottsdale. Yeah. Um, you know, Will Rogers, Oklahoma City World Show. You got to go leave that corner oh. a certain way. You know, and yep. here, you know, and Will Rogers. <laughs> that water arena over there today, we were warring it How, out. I didn't got to watch any of that. Holy mackerel! I, did, I didn't see much. I just saw Russell, and this cow is numb, and he's trying to drive, and this cow is setting up from the shoulder in a round corner, <laughs> like you never see happen. Right. And this cow will not go. And then when he finally gets it untracked out of that corner and goes, it is. Ignorant. I mean, it runs all over the place. He gets him work, but everything. Every time I think about the watt, I think about a toilet. Just <laughs> <laughs> like it can get going that's how my, fast. That's how my scores felt. <laughs> like a toilet. <laughs> well, mostly in the raining. Not with still. beer and, and with no beer hidden in the back. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> Thank God Colt showed up. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, I boxed more here at this show than you boxed more in that run than I've seen you probably in the last four years total. I did it over in the uh, where are we? The Justin too. I had one come out there, and he just would not go anywhere. Just go hit your stop, hit a stop, hit a stop. You knew you were going to head down the fence, and you get about to the last rib in front of the rib right uh-huh. in front of his flank and he was going to shut off and i'm like hey you have got to go somewhere right i thought man i have been down here a half hour boxing <laughs> and, oh. you only, and you only made four moves but that's a lot for you <laughs> <laughs> i i did that one time i timed it i timed it when i watched the video i was like man i felt like i stayed a long time Forever. on traveling jones and san yeah. angelo boxing i timed it I think 13 seconds, I believe. <laughs> Felt like 30 minutes. I thought I was like, I took two extra trips across this pen. Before I <laughs> yeah. But all different cattle. The time they got mad at me the most was at Idaho, and I'm watching, and they're big old English cattle. No, no one's getting a second turn, and the circles are at a walk. Right. And I'm thinking, well, if that's not going to go well, why stay? Mm-hmm. And I got lucky. It came out, and it went to the left, and we're going down the, round, the right fence. So it went to the left. I stopped it and went. And then they tried to make a rule that they can minus you for not boxing. 
So, there's but that. I yeah. marked a huge score because I was the only one had any cow left after that you? had uh, that could get a circle out of it. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't even a. They would run like heck to the first turn, but and then, then it was off. just nothing. I thought, well, if you could get a second turn, some circles, you're gonna have to go ahead of everybody. They're gonna have to plus you where they're just zero and all the rest of that. Right. Yeah, and then worked there. It worked that one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one time. <laughs> I seen Boyd do it on. Uh, I think it was. Mr. Plain Stylish, I think we're in Pueblo, and that thing come out. And same deal, them cattle would in Die. Pueblo they would run back and forth without really trying your horse, uh-huh. and it was like you felt like you needed to stay there because they were wild. But then they'd run themselves out of air, and then you'd run down there and make a turn and ice them, and then they were done. Done. And so he come out there and same exact deal like you're saying. That thing came out to the left, and he hit it. And it he might have went pop pop, and then stepped in and went. Mm-hmm. And holy crap! And it worked. Yeah, like he marked because 50 there or something. was something left. But there because was because yeah. you didn't burn everything up on yep. the end. But yep. it, but like well, I remember, like two years ago at Vegas at the stakes, like those cattle were awesome. You could just they you just go and go, and they were great. And then this year it seemed like you had to tame them a little mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it, it, you could leave there the same in that arena. But it was just it was funny. Like it was. It was fun that two years ago. I don't think you could two hit these cattle here at this show. No, at all. It, no. It's just not that kind. Especially of. those those two tones and stuff. Ooh. Man, they. I mean, hey. So I'm first out yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you, yes. And this thing is a cow. long-legged yellow bramer, and I'm like, I remembered it in the herd. It was pretty good cow, and it comes out and it is not doing much. And I mean, I step in there and drive this cow around. I'm like, this thing is lying to me. He is going to mm-hmm. run off. And I stayed down there a minute, and I drive him, like, and I'm trying to get him untracked, and he just, he's not giving me a very good read. And I'm like, no, one more time. This is going to get fast. And then I went, I could have worked this poor booger afoot. He was was like Play-Doh. He would just do anything you wanted, unlike every other cow. Right, except run back down this fence. That was one thing I seen this week. For some reason, I mean, like I say, I mean, like they went so like, I felt like the ones I watched, and from last year, I thought these three-year-olds were really good I, as a whole. Oh, man. I mean. Pretty good little yeah. setup. I mean, yeah. a lot of them had a lot of bad stuff happen last year, just not, you know, missing stuff. You know, I saw a lot of them miss stuff and then go, oh, crap, I'm in a bad spot, and get right back to where you need them. Yep. You know, like, I, I thought y'all have done an exceptional job of training your three-year-olds this year as a whole and, and stuff. But these these cattle, you'd be going down there and you'd be like, bam, bam, bam. And then I'm just talking to you. I mean, I think those horses were missing it because they'd head so freaking right. quick. You know? well, what about Jordan Williams? He's yeah. running down the fence. Nothing just falls down. Oh, yeah, my I Lord. mean, he's and just it, running. And this and cow just pow downed him and Jordan, poor Jordan, he pulled up, but he, he's like, man, I thought I was eight miles by him. And I'm like, you, you turned you, around you, and knew no, it. you were like, there. Yeah, I was like, You're he was in a perfect spot, and that cow just fell. Yep. And, and so it felt like, I mean, it's like the. And uh, he was not touching it. No. At no. all. No, he had three feet of space, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that was something. Oh, yeah. I, was, I, I didn't. I, he was just shell shocked. Yeah. He just run. He I talked to him later that be night. Hard. And he, I'm going to hit he, it, and then the me, cow's yeah. gone. Chris was with me, and he's like, man, I just. I just like I love that horse, you know, and I didn't, I wasn't, you know, it was just 
I thought it wasn't going to work. Yeah, so he goes, <laughs> We're like, man, I think you're still going to be at 42, and you're going to at least get your well, answers yeah, top 30. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. So, yeah. But, I mean, that's just one just, of them deals like. That's, what, that's just, just one of those things that, that the show pen throws at you that you never thought of. Right. You've never thought you're going to be running along, not even touching the cow. And this cow is head just, up just I, And it is perfect. running to it. I don't whack. know if I've seen one fall just out of the blue, run straight like down the fence like that before. Yeah. Yeah, that was I crazy. See. Yeah, but this—I tell you what—what what about this horse show though? It that gum we paid twenty places. It paid twenty two hundred to be twentieth. Pretty good. sweet, awesome. and it was huge. Huge. Three arenas yesterday. Yeah, it was a blast. A little mm-hmm. some growing pains. We're trying to yeah. learn from. Yeah, well, whatever. But that gum, I, I, like, mean, I like growing pains better than shrinking pains. <laughs> There's something yeah. you need to tell. Yeah. <laughs> What is it with the fat jokes? <laughs> I, I wasn't even. I know. But <laughs> did you think that was a fat joke? Well, I mean, he's the one that implied the flat. Yeah, I, I know. I, I tried didn't. to make it on him, and then he. Point, anyways, is that self-deprecating humor? <laughs> yes. Okay. I love my. I. I'm good at. My deflection. wife says I have a hot dog. Cheeseburger. Hey, cheeseburger. Hey. Every time Katie answers the phone, he goes, hey, Cheese. (laughs) That's my nickname. Look on my hay-tail. Cheeseburger. When I worked on the uh, oil fields, I went offshore, and they have a kitchen out there that's insane. Mm -hmm. Insane. They cook. They have chefs that cook to keep those guys out there. They nicknamed me Yum Yum. (laughs) I weighed about a dollar. I I weighed 140. I ate... Them out of chicken. I don't understand how like little people eat that much. I mean, like skinny people. No, you're not little, but no, I'm not that big. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only like five eleven. Yeah, I'm a little big guy. (laughs) Well, I'm five nine, honestly. I think. (laughs) Yeah, I knew you weren't five (laughs) eleven. I'm trying to make myself feel better. (laughs) They would. They had a a freezer that was just full of half gallons of ice cream. And then they had ice cold milk on tap. What? I can't drink milk. There anymore. was probably 20 flavors, maybe 25, so you could just make your own milkshakes. That's amazing. Oh, I, I never want to leave that place. Did they have ice cold beer on tap too? I don't think so. I think it was frowned upon. Yeah. What a lot because of we were in a, on them oh, yeah. oil rigs. We were in a very, very small area, 200 foot above the water. I would have got it for him. Was that in California, Russell? Yeah, that was offshore. Yeah, off California, out of, uh, what now, San Diego? Long Beach. How Long far Beach. off? Is that one of them, like, you can see from the road, or is it No, like, it's 14 miles. Oh, geez. It was a ways out there. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you ever work offshore? Yeah, yeah. fourteen, that what, oh, sorry, 14 miles. Yeah, I couldn't hear. I, he was getting beer. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's acceptable. Absolutely. Yeah, that place was uh, that place was insane. It was one of the few places in the world where they have a, a refinery platform and a drilling platform hooked together. <clears throat> Did so Steven Seagal ever have to come save the hostages? He didn't save us. No. Okay. Under but siege. while we were there, they ran um, siege 
the military would come in and run anti-siege maneuvers on the other ones because we could see about three or four more of them and they would the helicopters would come and they were practicing what they would do if someone took it over that's it was, awesome i'm telling you that thing was it was amazing and it's so it's so much farther up there than you really think the Two platform th- yes <laughs> i fished underneath one ways. one time and i was like Wow. It is, yeah. And it, them seals are down there, and they like, say they don't, don't look that big when you get underneath them. And them fish look a little funny that you caught from underneath there. <laughs> they tasted fine. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. They <laughs> tell you watch out for them seals because they hang out underneath there, and they will get you. Oh yeah, I've had. No, I, I have not. Huh? I've had they'll buddies. Fly at you? They'll bite you. Fly at you. Yeah, you fly. seals don't seals fly. Can't fly. Seals, I'm thinking seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> Flying seals over there in the Rice family. He's from the center of the. It's that good South Texas. It's good South Texas education. It's that good South Texas education right there. I'll tell you what did happen when we were there. We we're watching, and um, a bunch of tuna came and trapped a bunch of small fish around the platform. And they did, now this thing is two hundred foot up. There's two platforms, so when you're up there, you can see a long ways. And these tuna were doing a circle around the entire two platforms. It's huge, this circle. And they're just, they got them all circled up. Nuts. Circled up around there. Yep. And all at one time, there's no way they can see each, see each other at all. Random tuna from all the way around the circle would dive in and feed and then go back out to the circle and keep them held up yeah go like while another random set from every side of the circle now it was it was absolutely incredible how they could go all at once from every i'd say not everybody's seen that that was no. that was something i do want to swim with sharks what not so me. McKenzie and I, I will if I have an underwater shotgun, but that is it, and they need to be a little bit. Shotgun's not gonna hurt them. Oh, well, fight? What do you mean it won't hurt them? Well, it'll piss them off. It's an underwater. It's a twelve. Why would you even say that? I don't know. <laughs> what did they kill Jaws with? Propane tank. Propane tank. Oh, in a propane tank, it was. I'm oxygen. not swimming with Jaws. I ain't swimming. I ain't swimming. No, with, no, I ain't even swimming with the old. Kenzie <laughs> and I are supposedly. She's got it hooked up. Where we're gonna go cage diving next year. Great. Walk. What size boots you wear? Twelve. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> well, I can't wear his pants. <laughs> Maybe I you could. Get his they boots. might fall off. Yeah. <laughs> Hide your belt. And then be high water. It's in the case. I could tuck them in. I have a lot of nicknames. <laughs> yeah, so, you could have nicknames. I love sharks, <laughs> and they call me Sharky during Shark Week. Because that's a big deal in our family, shark right. week. Why would you love sharks? I don't know. I just infatuated so, with them. Danger. The what? The place where you are the the Oklahoma. least useful <laughs> is in the water, yeah. and you're going to go with the most dominant animal there. Uh-huh. So when, you, when you're out there in the ocean, I've never done it yet. I've snorkeled well, okay. all sharks, but I've never. So here's the thing about being in the ocean and a shark. They can come from the bottom, the left, the right, in front, 
and you'll not or see behind you or above. How do you look everywhere? You can't, you can't see it all. Mm -hmm. And the water is not clear, so you can't see that far. So how did we get on this topic? He wants to go he diving wants with to sharks. Diving with sharks. Uh, yeah. uh, and then, you, I don't know. <laughs> well, you need to be in the cage. So what about when you were snorkeling? Snorkeling or scuba diving and saw sharks? Uh, we were uh, snorkeling then. See, that seems to be more dangerous to me than scuba diving. Scuba diving, you're like down or amongst well, them. Well, at least you can kind of... You can lay down on the... Or a cage. Yeah. yeah scuba, I've scuba, scuba diving too. Snorkeling, you're more like bait. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're floating like, on the top. Yeah. Like a they should put a little bobber on you. <laughs> but it was just it was just a little white. At least when stuff. they pull you down, someone up there would know. Oh, there goes Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Does your wife know you're going swimming with sharks? She thinks I'm an idiot. She paid for it. No. Well, <laughs> that is true. And the insurance. Life insurance. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, Oh, that's funny. I did up your life insurance issue. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, I don't know. Mackenzie and I have always Nemo. been infatuated with sharks. <laughs> well, I like me some sharks. I'm a Shark Week fan. Don't mean I want to go swim with them. I, I just want to do it. I don't know. I mean, it's just something I want. You surf? Uh, ha, uh, look not, at him. Hey, <laughs> I'll put it on the table. I can surf. <laughs> I, I can surf. I can I, really I, boogie can, board, too. <laughs> it's that staying up that's a problem. <laughs> I can well, surf. Anyways. Now, hey, so where are we going? We're going to San Diego for the surf. San and turf. Diego for the surf and turf clinic. Oh, I like to surf behind a boat. You ever surf behind a boat? Yeah, that's the new I thing. I don't even have a boat. I don't either, but I know somebody that does. It's better to have friends with boats. Yes. Yeah, boats it's are a lot less expensive. I've heard that. Kate, he just likes to fish. Guys are like the number ten. What's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's rude. Kate is a number 10. Yeah. No, I'm not. He should be. I'm just glad he's not. I can still rope with him in the 14. What number are you? Six plus. What are you? Six and an eight. I, I could rope you with you guys in the eight. <laughs> <laughs> Not negative two. I, I love my number. I hide out. But I probably rope like a five. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> was like, not that good. No. <laughs> no. Hey, Russell, when are you going to sell this place? As soon as I call Mark and Bernie. Well, apparently, because it's not selling very fast the way you're doing it. Uh, well, you know, I was waiting for them. They're going to bring me the big clients from down in Texas because everybody's moving to Oklahoma. Well, God's country. Well, I'll promise you, if you were down there in Texas, you need to call Mark and Bernie Anderson. They've got over 20 years' experience between them. They both graduated from Tarleton State. Mm, and they're in the top 100 realtors in Fort Worth. You know how many realtors are in Fort Worth? A lot. Thousands. Yeah, you don't know. I'm telling you. Yeah. No, Mark, he's trained horses for a long time. Uh, I've probably known Mark 10, 15 years. Good dude. And uh, him and his wife, they've been selling ranches here the last 20 years. And you know what? They're selling from the city to the country. And you can get a hold of them at BernieAnderson.expRealty.com. All right. So All right. anyhow. Anyway. Anyway, back. <laughs> while back at the ranch. Pull it back. Are we going back to before the military school or are we after military school now? Yeah, I don't know. What did you do in high school? Anything dumb or grade school? That's how you got to military school. He did 
Yeah, dumb that's stuff. right. You had to do some dumb Most of that stuff, stuff was probably at horse shows. Oh, the fu- we want to hear the one stupid thing, thing that you right. did. So, that, yeah. Everybody knows about it that knows me or horse industry. What stupid thing? So me and a bunch of buddies were at my Blake Ellis's house, there's grandma's house, and there's this uh, little ranch house next to him burnt down there at a barn and stuff, and there's this old tractor. And there was a swimming pool, and we were out there gigging frogs and catching snakes and just, you know, being country kids. How old? Uh, eighth grade. Ish. Uh. No, I was ninth grade. Ninth grade, yep. Yeah. Fourteen. Forgot. Freshman. Forgot about that. So, no. Sixteen. <laughs> that was the only one that could drive. <laughs> Remember, I got held back in <laughs> yeah. kindergarten. Twice. What? <laughs> Fourteen, sixteen. Well, one year he ate too many crayons, and next year he had stomachache. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, we uh, we got to playing over by this pool and catching snakes and gigging frogs and stuff. And there was this barn that was burnt down. There was this old tractor, and I got on top of it and I proceeded to take the gauges out of this tractor. It was burnt. It was not running. And uh, the guy that owned the place was like, why'd you guys vandalize my tractor? And Blake Ellis is like, oh, that was Merrill. <laughs> and my dad, so his grandma called my dad and was like, what in the world did you do? You know, long story short, yeah. I took, I smashed the glass and took the gauges out. I mean, the tractor was burnt, you know? What were right. you gonna do with I, the gauges? I still to this day, my intentions were not vandalizing. I know value of property right. at that point. But it was one of those deals like... This this property had no more value. Well, I mean, it's not like I was, thought I was doing anything wrong. But it was just one of those deals. Like I said, before that deal in my junior year when I yeah. caught that ki- or saved that kid, I did not have a conscience. I didn't think of the think outcome. The, yeah. Or if you do something, is it right or wrong? Or is it really... I mean, why are you doing this? I don't remember why. I just took the gauges out of this tractor. And that year, I did not get to show at the youth world. And I had to come down here and work. I had eight horse, or, you know, I was like cow horse cutting, roping. I think I had one on the trail, western riding maybe. I don't know. I was entered up. And uh, Dad's like, nope. I'm like, I took it. And that was a, probably one of the first life lessons I learned. But, I mean, as far as. It didn't as, stick as good as. A, not as that one. <laughs> More of a, you guys are being way too over. Over, it was a burnt tractor. You guys are overreacting. Well, Dad, he was like, that guy was going to try to make Dad pay for I mean, look, Dad was one of the well-known people right. for sale, and they were, they were trying to. He wanted to, a new tractor. Yeah. And he, and he, so I drove him to it, and I'm like, and he goes, you're still in trouble. <laughs> but You're right, but you're still in trouble. The tractor was burnt. <laughs> and, I mean, that does not make it right in, you know, any way around it. It was wrong to do. It wasn't mine. Did you at least get to keep the gauges? <laughs> I don't even think yeah, I ever what'd left What would you do there? with the gauges? What were you I don't even know. Thinking? I seriously have no idea. I mean, it was just a stupid thing to do. Hey, like those look cool. These are nice gauges. <laughs> these are nice. That was the you only know, thing I had that was not gauges like this on my bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what my oil pressure is now. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what I was wanting to do. I, don't know. I have no idea why I was doing it, but we were just dinking around and then... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this will be a nice gauge for the uh, credit card in my spindle or whatever on the bike, you know. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea whatever happened to him. I don't even think I left there without with him, you know. But yeah. 
That was the stupid thing I did. That was kind of the icing on the cake. The only one. Mm, I did sneak in the house one day or one night. Me and Tommy Harrell, and I had this F two fifty, three quarter ton, and uh, black. And uh, we went to the bowling alley in Norman. Came home, and my sister. So Mackenzie was wild. Still is. Love you, Mackenzie. She's a free spirit. I love her to death. <laughs> Megan was wild, the wildest, but learned from Mackenzie and never got caught. <laughs> I obviously never paid attention to either one of them. Right here. So anyway, so I, I was like, we were going to go. At, we went up the back in the back entrance to the indoor, went around, coming through the alley. And so there was where the actually where it was a return alley for the steers, but it was like you could open a gate and you could go down to the Braden farm or the Braden shed. And then dad's house was over here to the left. So we went through the indoor arena alleyway and I got to the little 90 degree right. And I thought I saw a, a light on in the house on the side of the house. And I'm like, shit. Oh, sorry. Shoot. And so I like looked out the window and, you know, kind of did one of those hard rights and looking out to the left and wrapped it right around this post. Oh. And I'm like, I've done this a hundred times. Why did I do this tonight? You know, it was a reflection off the Mary Motel. There's no <laughs> light on. So I'm like, crap, I'm freaking out. You know, so I park it in the bushes or, you know, the, the right side next to the bushes at the house. And so we go to bed. I'm like, Tommy, Tommy gets up. I'm like, hey, you need to get out of here because dad's going to get mad. And so I told him, I said, and it was a funny thing about it. I forgot, I left this part out. We were on our way home and we were passing a, somebody or I don't know if they knew me. We, I couldn't catch them because they threw a beer bottle out their window and it smashed my driver's side mirror. And I turned around and tried to chase them, but I couldn't catch them because they had a lot faster truck than I did. <laughs> anyway, so I did. So I'm like, all right, I can play this off. Somebody threw a beer bottle, smashed my mirror. I swerved to the right, hit something, right? It's like, like it's all going to work. Something. Yeah. That's going to work in this So story. the non-pro. got to get all the paint off that post that you wrapped yeah, that truck around. Black truck and dad had white fences. <laughs> okay. So there's white on the truck and black on the post? Well, the post was fine. There was white on the truck. Mm. The post really never got scratched. Dang it. And uh, so I wake up and I go in there and dad's shaving. We got to go up to the non-pro. The non-pro cutting in Oklahoma City was going on. And uh, I said, hey, dad. We were coming home from bowling alley last night, and somebody threw a beer bottle out, or a bottle out the window and hit me in the mirror. I tried catching them, I couldn't catch them. But anyways, I swerved. And I don't know if I hit a mailbox or a sign or what, but it was just kind of all. I don't know where. I I don't really know where it was on Johnson Road or you know the back way from Goldsby. And he's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm okay. My truck's screwed up, you know, from the driver's or the passenger side door back to the wheel." And he's like, "All right, let's go look at it," you know. I'm like, God, it's working. It's going to be great. I get away with this. And so we're driving to Norman. He looks at the truck. He's like, all right. So we're driving to Norman the back way, you know, where I came back and going to Oklahoma City. And I'm sitting there going, oh, crap. i got to find something white. There's going to be something white up here. And guess what? I did. <laughs> but the scratches on it were yellow. <laughs> so dad goes, huh? This is it? You sure? I'm like, I'm, I think so. Maybe it was this mailbox that, or, you know, and I'm like, 
just stupid oh, yeah. stuff like that. You know, it's like, just tell the truth. I was trying to sneak in. I was 15 minutes late. I was trying to sneak in the back way and uh, wrapped it around the post. And uh, Megan was like, you're an idiot. I, I've been two hours late. They never wake up. I'm like, <laughs> but me, they would, you know. I mean, just stuff like that. Just, you know. So did he catch you? Huh? Or not? Oh, yeah. I passed up because when that yellow, there was a white post that had yellow scratches on it. I'm like, that's eh, not going to work. So, and he gave me this look I'll never forget. I mean, all the butt weapons, all the smacks across the, you know, that, you know, yeah. that made me the man I am today. That look, because he, I lied to him. And I'm telling you what, I never, Crushed you. ever, ever mm. thought about lying again. Or telling a story, you know, thought I was going to get away with it. And that's like, that's what I instill into Mason. You know, he kind of tries to tell stories now. It's just like, hey, I don't care what you've done. It's always best to tell the truth because guess what? I promise you'll never, ever be in trouble if you tell the truth. I uh, mean, well, you won't be in as much. I tell my help that all the time. I'm like, listen, you're going to screw up. Mike, it's going to happen. Yeah. I've never fired anybody for screwing up. No. Yep. Probably the most people I've fired has been for, for lying about screwing up. Yep. Because, I physical mean, and me physical mistakes and just screwing up, you know, but if you make a mental mistake and just try to get out of it or make the a thing, line. The thing is, the truth is always going to tell itself. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's going to come out. And I, I learned that. It comes. I learned that, you know, I was like. Better to get ahead of it. Yeah. And, the, and, then, and then the anxiety of trying to keep that lie going. Mm. That's so hard to remember it all. It just goes on and on and it's just on, like, and it's then just you like, can't keep you know track. That, yeah, you know that game where if I'm going to tell you something in Kate right. here, and then it goes to you and, and Ben, and then by the time it gets back to me, it's like ain't even close. we went from a fishing story to me hitting a post. Killed by Jaws. <laughs> yeah, killed by Jaws. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just, it's it's not worth it. So that was, uh, so that was another one of the dumb things I did. I mean, among just, you know. I play that. I apply that to my horse training. It's one of my theories. It's don't never trust anybody that lies, lies to you, and don't lie to nobody that trusts you. Mm -hmm. So you want your horse to trust you? Don't lie to them. Yeah. You say stop, it means stop. Mm -hmm. That's what. That's what I kind of big on. My deal is, is, it's it's not a certain way. It's just I want my horses broke. I want them to go left when I tell them to go left. Go right when I'm going them to go right. Tell them the truth. I mean like. Get broke and do as I ask when I ask you to do it, and and then be willing about it, you know. And then then you're a team, you know. Yeah. If you, you know, I don't know an event that that's not cool in. No. Like, <laughs> I mean, whether right. you're roping or barrel racing or cow horsing or simple, pleasure, or not, right? Go where I tell you to go yeah. first, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. And then, you know, and some of them horses that aren't blessed with ability, let you know, let them do what they can, and let them rise to the occasion. Paul Hansman, train yep. him to be a 72 horse and let them rise to the occasion. Teach them the basics, foundation, and let them rise to the occasion as an individual. And that's my biggest deal. My dad told me when I was a kid, I was riding Shorty Lena's type, and I had to long trot her a long time. Couldn't lope her because she'd get too hot. I mean, as far as minded. And uh, I'd long trot her. I swear from when the open started till the youth. And he's like, don't stop, you know, because and uh, I'd show her, and I'd kind of be upset because I had to ride this mare so long. And I'd be up there showing like a two-by-four. And uh, 
Bill Freeman goes, you know, if you'd smile a little bit, you might mark you a 74 or 5, you know. Mary was good. Gosh, she was good. <laughs> but I would just sit up there like, let me go back to the rope and pin. Just two and a half more minutes yeah. and I can get off of her. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then Dad goes, you know, if you want to do this, you better, when you lay your leg over a horse, fit that horse. Don't look horses to fit you. If you want to be a horseman, when you lay your leg over a horse, try to make that horse something. And that always stuck with me. That's why my deal, I love my deal. It's like, I got all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's, I love the cow horses. I love the rope horses. I love horses. So when somebody sends me something, I'm like, <clears throat> it may not work in the cutting, may not work in the cow horse, may not work in the roping. It might be a ranch rider or whatever. It's just, we all know people in throughout the industry and we have connections. I'm like, I don't want to give up on that individual just because it doesn't go down the fence, but it might ride around. It might fit a cowboy. It might fit an old man. It might rope. It might be a ranch cutter. You know, it's just, it's a horse, you know, yeah. try to make better than it was. That's it. So that's my deal. Yeah. Darn right. I don't know where we got off on that deal, but that's. I think Cade. Yeah. It's always Cade's fault. I ain't said nothing in five minutes. More like 10. <laughs> He said every smart thing he thought of. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm still thinking. <laughs> I want to know how you got that girl to marry you. Facebook. Gotcha. <laughs> I thought you were one. You're a whole lot cooler online, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My life's perfect. We got to tell. All right, we got to tell the story. So, Cade took a helicopter ride the other day. Scared the crap out of us, and his ear's still a little bit big. Was it left ear? Right ear. Oh, well, maybe it went down. <laughs> I know he's hit me with it twice. <laughs> I'll hit you something else in a minute. I was uh, putting a tote of cubes in my hanger so my boy could feed, and a uh, wasp got me. And I've been stung by a wasp down there in Cthulhu uh. and stuff, working cows, whatever, and, you know, just – Get some Copenhagen and put on it and suck the poison out and call it good. And I got stung. But you quit chewing, though. So where'd you well, get it? Uh, I had a customer there from Louisiana, Kevin Semino. Mm. And I said, hey, Kev, I said, uh, some of that snuff. And he literally took took it out of his mouth. and Put it on your ear? I, I stuck it on my ear. <laughs> and uh, I hung the, the uh, toad up. And I was going to take the forks off the tractor. And put the bucket on so they could clean stalls the next morning and I remember I was driving over there to take the forks off and I, I got a queasy hot feeling started in my head and it kind of come on down through my chest and into my belly and I got the forks off and uh, the bucket of the tractor was behind the barn and so I was driving over there to uh, put the bucket on and I remember man I've got to get off this tractor something's not right and so I get about 10, 15 feet away from the bucket, and I just shut it off, put it in part, and I'm walking through the barn, alley of the barn, and uh, Jay Absher was there, another customer of mine, good friend, and, uh, and I don't even remember this, but he said that I was, I was reaching for him, like I said, help. And he grabbed me, I was on the way down. This was Wednesday or Thursday, and uh, I don't really remember a whole lot. They said that I was sweating profusely. Like once I hit the ground, 
they unbuttoned my shirt, put a fan on me. They said my whole body was purple. And uh, called 911. Denny was in the hospital. Uh, oh, Denny was in the house. And the paramedics showed up. Denny came out, whatever, and she said she was trying to keep me somewhat coherent. Said every time she would slap me, I would look at her. And I'd grab her. I'd grab her hand. So and, she uh, wouldn't hit you, or no? She she would hit me. No. To keep, to did keep, you grab her you hand know? so she no, wouldn't I, hit I just, you? I, I just grabbed her yeah. hand. And uh, she says every time I would look at her, then my eyes would just roll back in my head. Oh. And so the paramedics got there. They give me an IV with Benadryl. They give me uh, two EpiPens. And then they uh, they run about twelve to fifteen hundred cc's of fluid through me, and then uh, <clears throat> my blood pressure was two ten over one forty. Whoa! And they called Life Flight. Life Flight showed up. And they put me in the helicopter, took me to Fort Worth, and uh, that, I kind of vaguely remember Fort Worth just a little bit. Here just the other day. Yeah, he when, said he said he got home at eleven thirty, ate a sandwich and chips and a Dr Pepper, <laughs> and then worked 15, sixteen horses the next morning. So it was just a reaction to the the beast. Well, the wasp. I, I, I'm allergic now. I did, I've never been allergic. It was just. An allergic Can you imagine reaction. if he was there by? I mean, self. If, mm. if I had been there by myself, I wouldn't be here right now. Right. You Thought you were that. just allergic to Cajun Copenhagen. Cajun <laughs> Copenhagen. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty pretty spicy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe that's the allergy. Wow! But uh, damn near got me, boys. Shoot, fire! Mm. So they released me, and around ten forty-five, I got home. Hey, that's how fast. Was it a murder hornet? I don't know. Might Was have it? been a murder hornet. Might have been one of them big ones. That What's I don't know. Murder? I don't know. They're 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 a thing. They swarm. Well, they they like follow they, the COVID. It's kind of like <laughs> cicadas or whatever. What? Exactly. My neighbor, she's afraid of cicadas. Okay, well, copperheads Cicada. eat them. You gotta, ooh, Look, I, I killed a copperhead the other day in, a, in its shell. In its shell. It was still shell. in it was in its egg. What? It was a baby. Found a baby. I was out catching a horse. I'm like, what the heck is that? How does he know that was a copperhead? Because it was a copperhead. I cut it open, and there it was, a little triangle head. And, Why didn't you keep his pet? <laughs> well, there you go. Because I'm allergic. Could have fished oh, their <laughs> I got an pin for you. <laughs> we was on a, a fire one time, me and my buddy, and the meat bees were bad. Meat bees? Yeah. What's a know, meat like, bee? Oh, they're like, what? They're is that a cousin to a more? Is that a yeah, cousin like, to a murder hornet? So. You, if you, when they're bad on them fires and stuff, they'll get in your soda. So we're, um, and I mean, like while you're drinking it, they're they they get around you. Is and you're you running them off soda? and stuff. <laughs> that time was so, but they get in your beer too. So <laughs> he drinks. He doesn't know it, but he drinks, and there's one in there, and it, and those the meat bees don't just have a singer that can go on on. Well, he drinks, and it gets in his throat. And goes a stinging him. Oi! And I'm looking at him, and he throws that thing up or spits it up. Well, then he just, uh, his color goes bad. And I'm like, I thought, oh, we're way up in the mountains. I load him up, and I haul him to the nearest doctor. And by the way, by the time we get there, he's starting to, it swole, his throat's swelling up so much he can't breathe no more. So he's turning purple on me. 
I'd get him in there and uh, they have to and they happy pin him and do all that stuff and they have to trach him with a pin. I didn't get. I was thinking I was going to get to on the I way saw it on a, because I, I know I saw this on a movie. Or it's I stayed in a Holiday so cool. Express. Last night. <laughs> 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 so I drop him off and I wait out there for three hours or more, and he comes out. And it's like, well, that wasn't bad, huh? <laughs> I said, what do you mean, dude? You almost died. He says. Well, I've been in there about five minutes, haven't I? <laughs> it was just, I mean, it was well, it's lights like I out. I called Caden the next day because his sister-in-law told me, he's like, hey, did you hear about Caden? I'm like, God dang, no. And then she told me, and I called him. That, and she's, I said, are you all right, buddy? And he's like, yeah, I worked 16 horses this morning. Did I'm you like, know how long you were out? Uh, well, they said it was around 5.30 that I passed out. And then uh, I don't know what time I got to the hospital. You got home at 11.30 or 12? I got home around 11.30, 11.45. Mm. Those guys said the same thing. If I, They said, you've been 30 minutes later. Well, it's like. You've been dead. It's crazy. <laughs> You're not allergic to anything, and then you are. Well, <laughs> like that. And I didn't realize the severity of it. Uh, so Kevin, that customer of mine from Louisiana, he's been looking at some property around Lipan. And uh, so we go to look at this property the next evening. And so we go look at this property and the, the homeowners are still there and, and I introduced myself and they said, where do you live? I said, I live off Light Road. And like, well, do you know that, that gentleman that, that got stung by the wasp? <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice to meet you. And he says, well, matter of fact, I do. I said, Kinda. He used to crap in his diapers. I'm not him. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they said, uh, sir, so the, the husband was a care flight uh, guy too. And he's based out of Midland, Odessa. And then the wife, she was a paramedic there in Granbury. And, but they're both, both volunteers for the fire department. And uh, they said, you don't know how close you come to dine. Were they there? Really? They were the and ones? They, they, they weren't there. Oh. But they knew. They, they, they heard it on the, on the scanner or whatever. Scanner, CV yeah. or whatever they have. Uh, mm. But that, that was real, real eye-opener for me. That, yeah. Well, that's like my brother-in-law, Matt. He grew up in Arkansas, all around kind of stuff. He gets bit by one fire ant, and his throat swells up. So he couldn't, same thing, couldn't breathe. And uh, now, like, he is, he gets stuck, like, he has immediate EpiPen. Like, yeah. Where's your EpiPen? And how? There ain't no wasp in here. He's not allergic to possums, though. on wood. Matt's not allergic to possums, apparently, though. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> What's that story? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I just heard part of the story about when they found the possum in Ardmore. He knows the story. I can tell by the look on his face. He knows the story. He just doesn't want to tell it. I know. I can't remember it really. Yeah. It's yeah. long story short, there was there ended up being a possum in Matt Matt and Megan's bus or whatever. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. Them things are nasty. I think it was put there. He probably uh, put it there. No. <laughs> I know. That's what I was just thinking. No, I, I would not ever do happened. anything. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Almost killed him. But I think I know who did. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyhow. I hate them so back nasty. to the Tyler they're Merrill story. Nasty rats. Oh yeah, they're they disgusting. are. Yeah, sewer rats. They're pretty good to eat. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta skin all that outside off. That ain't bad. Outside he was now nasty. he's from Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, sorry, you sorry. <laughs> I, no, I'm. Oh, really? Your your family's from Oklahoma. Yeah. What's your address? Back to the homeland. Winniewood. Winniewood. He's neighbors with the Tiger King. Not anymore. Don't meth with tigers. Don't meth. 
That's what I say. You, I know, but you didn't put the lisp in there like you. <laughs> you put a little bit, not enough though. I know it was weak. It was a weak. <laughs> it was a weak, it was a weak lisp. Little lisp. <laughs> so now, well, what do we shoot? Well, we got, no we one, got through. Like I think we're kind of too. We're back high to on top of military school yeah, now. So now come out. We went to southwestern Oklahoma. You know, no better, uh, no other military thing we need to go over before we move on. No others. We did the tobacco. We're not going to get done and be like, oh, I should have told you the story from yeah. military school. Give uh, us a fun story. Yeah. Don't Steve us. Hmm. How mad your wife right now? Oh, she's good. But she was trying to explain to Mason that I'm on a radio show. Oh. And he's like, I don't understand. He's not. I can't hear him. Right. <laughs> he will. It's I can't a, wait till we play this back capsule. 20 years from now. <laughs> we'll come out later. Hear him talking about, hurry up. Oh, funny story from military school that I can tell on here. Um, <laughs> uh, we put the um, Jeep or the parade Jeep in the rotunda of the president's house for senior prank. <laughs> And he couldn't like get it out. <laughs> and he was really mad. <laughs> How close did you come as close to being thrown out as your dad? No, never. Uh, other than that one deal I talked about early on. I mean, but I never got threatened to get thrown out. Um, but it was just, no. That was your only real reprimand? Well, I mean, it was, yeah, it was just teaching you a lesson. Hey, you know? thanks for coming, Kate. Bye, Kate. Love you. Hey. Well, we'll have more time for you sometime. Don't leave home without your EpiPen, sir. I won't. Yeah, ever. They do all work the same, though. I know. He's I a little know. shorter strided, though. There you go. There you go. <laughs> He's got a... Every like one a, of them. Yeah. I, told, I, said, I told Boyd, I said, I'm telling you, the, the elder Rice has a stamp. That is unbelievable. And he's short. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I uh -huh. met him. Yeah, I met him. I finally met him. I had never met him. Yeah. He, yeah. Through that walk on every you see him walking way over now. there. That stand up bass. Really? Oh yeah. Very good. Uh, and Cade, he's a heck of a drum player. He can play the drums. Music. Uh huh. Boyd? Yeah. Well Sonny's in the <laughs> Western Swing <laughs> Hall of Fame. Yep. He just Are went in last year, I think. Yep, last year. Yeah. Um, Said he's probably more as proud of that as he is being in the NCHA mm -hmm. Hall of Fame. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That's neat. That is cool. So, uh, Southwestern Oklahoma State University for a year. Came home, worked for Dad. A year? What happened there? Well, it was uh, – I got the scholarship from Doc. He was the rodeo coach. They won a bunch of national titles. And, um, and then uh, Chad Ramirez took over because Doc – was promised an indoor arena and they ended up putting a softball field where that was so he resigned blah 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 who's doc uh he was a rodeo coach what's the last name just knew him as doc oh there you go yeah and uh he was amazing but uh so i went there and it was just it was i don't know it was just being in a structured environment and it wasn't <laughs> you know you know it was like Got home that summer and worked for dad, and it was about three weeks to moving back up there. And he goes, You going back to school? I said, No, sir. He goes, Go get your bags, go find a job. 
And I said, well, I want to work for you. He goes, nope. <laughs> so I moved to Lone Oak, Texas, worked for Sean Darnell uh-huh. for two, almost two years. Lived there in a, in a, in a little, little shack, you know? Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. We had a blast. We trained a lot of horses and roped a lot of wild stuff and worked sail barns and not for very much money. Right. Yeah. And learned, uh, you know, how to make it. And, uh, and then I went back home and, uh, took care of dad. I was man. I was the, in charge of the feeding, like taking care of all the mares and babies, studs, feeding every horse on the place. He taught me. For your dad. Yeah. He taught me, he he was, I want you to learn how to make a horse. How long did you say you were at Sean's? Almost two years. Yep. So that was 01, 02. No, 02, 03. And then, so in 04, I came home and uh, worked for dad for a while. You know, and I was like, he wanted me to teach me how to uh, take care of horses, make them look good, you know. Um, know how to feed them when, you know, the, you know, mares and babies, studs, everything we had, yearlings, sell prepped yearlings, uh, worked them in the round pen. Got to know how to handle the horse, you know, with, you know, different kinds of horses on the ground and stuff. And then, uh, and then, uh, then I got the opportunity to manage a ranch right across the road from my dad that a lady from Canada bought. And uh, it was good. A lot of, there was a lot of potential there, but it just didn't work out. She had to go back to him. (laughs) (laughs) Whole other story. I won't say anything, but whatever. (laughs) So, uh, and then that's when I, uh, I left there and I went to work for Brandon Adams, Western yep. States. Worked there two years, trained rope horses, and got to ride everything from thoroughbreds to bulldog. And I mean, we made them all. It was cool. We had a blast. Um, roped a lot, rode a lot of different horses, learned how to lot get along with different stuff, you know, different kinds of horses. And that's when my dad asked me one time. He's like, "How are you getting along?" I was like, "I'm, I'm finally learning how to ride." He goes, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Well." I've never had to ride all kinds of different things, right. you know. It brings sure. me back to my point with Shorty Lean's type. You know, I said it it come to fruition. I learned how to get on a horse and make that horse, me fit that horse. Because I was riding a, a millionaire stud crossed with a thoroughbred mare. And, you know, it was just like you had to figure out how to go, you know. And, like, right. I remember your big deal when we worked together, which that's coming up, is getting the horse's mind and not their body. Right. And, uh and uh, so, and then I left um, uh, Rannins and right. had a job earning with you. Yeah. Went to work for you. Yeah. Carol. Yeah. And uh, that was great. Awesome. When's that? It was in 07. 07. It should have been 07 into 08. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, stayed there almost two years. And then uh, went to work for my brother-in-law, Matt Miller. Did you stay there? Did you stay there with Zane? Uh-huh. You were there with Zane. And were you then, there with Jay also? Uh, a minute? Halfway, I don't know, maybe a couple, a half a year maybe. Right. I don't know, I can't remember. Yeah, Zane. Well, Zane long, was, I mean, no. How long was Zane there? Six months. He, yeah. he started, well, I left on March 15th. <laughs> and I, I think, and, and Zane left on, and Zane left, left at the snaffle bit. He left the day after the snaffle bit was over. <laughs> 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 yeah. And I remember uh, the Ides of March. Yeah. The what? The, beware of the Ides of March. Yeah. That's a from C, Julius Caesar. Yeah. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Anyway, well, that's March 15th. <laughs> yeah. So I was there, 
or maybe can't remember when I left. But uh, it was after Paso. Yep. After I won on Cookie. Oh, yeah. it open. Yep. I drove home and asked Carol. I said, are you at the office? And I walked in there and gave her a hug. And I said, thank you for every opportunity you ever gave me. I loved every bit of it. You're amazing. And I, I want to go do something else. And I went to work for Matt Miller, my brother-in-law. Yeah. Worked there s- almost six years. Broke two-year-olds. Wow. Showed cutters. And then, uh, and sh- I mean, I remember I showed up there and, and I was just, you know, kind of trying to figure out where I was going to go. And I had a couple opportunities, but they weren't going to work out just because it was going to be like a go into a situation and people in that state were already struggling. And I was from way outside that state. What makes you think I'm going to fill a barn up? And that was going to be my salary. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that, you know. And so I asked Megan, and she, I met her. At, my dad had a cutting at his house. And so I met him up there, and Matt let me show a couple horses and catch ride them and stuff. And then I ended up moving into the trailer house and I was going to help day work for him for a little while <clears throat> figure out where I was going to go and uh, he said hey I want you to stay I'm like alright I'd love to and uh, so um, ended up breaking colts for him for six years and, and uh, learned a lot that guy is a rank he is a good cutting horse trainer and uh, learned a lot about reading a cow as far as a horse reading it through a turn, I mean, just all kinds of stuff. I could go on and on about it, but he's very methodical. He was a big influence to what I do today in everything. And uh, so, um, got first horse I got to show there was Falcon Feather, and made the semifinals on him, and uh, got to show a lot of good horses from that. And I still feel like. I'm on the team. Right. He calls me. He's like, you got any horses? I said, not unless you tell me you don't have any for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you got some. You know? He's he's easy to ride behind. It's all about a cow, you know, and uh, a lot of style, you know, and, and uh, smart, you know. It's it's cool to ride behind him. You know? Yeah, I'd like to go over there and ride with him a little bit. I've rode some behind him. Yeah. We share a customer with Holy oh, Cow, yep. and so some that don't mesh somewhere or whatever we mm-hmm. come over and we yeah. jack around with him yeah. he, he's trained me a couple practice horses right <laughs> <laughs> no he's cool he, uh, his biggest like the thing i learned the most is to uh you know control that cow and then that a horse learning to read through the turn you know where that cow will never beat him you know and, they, and it's like he he wants that horse to be smart yeah you know and uh and uh be smart on a cow so and then, and then you can take that if you can't find a horse that's that smart. And I take my deal is like I try to build them for to you know succeed and not fail. So kind of just that learning how to not take a very good cowy horse and but still make it you know where it's smart. You know it's it's cool. You know, but uh, that's that's one thing I took from there is really teaching a horse how to be smart through a mm-hmm. turn and be cowy. You know. And uh, among his and like he his two year old like he taught me a lot to get two year olds broke and stuff and uh, he likes a broke horse um, and uh, I took a lot from him he he sure showed me a lot yeah yeah so so after that then you start your own deal from there huh well yeah so I left there. And I actually worked out a way long, two-wheel trucking, for yep. 
almost a year and a half. And uh, there, his place in Poolville. Yep. 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 He mm. built me a little eight, no, nine stall barn, you know, and then I got to use some runs and stuff, and it was it was awesome. It was great. They were great people. I mean, they just brought me in like I was one of their own, you know. Have you read his books? Uh, not yet. I've read two of them. I'm, I was, well, I was looking forward to I'm starting the third one. I'm waiting for him to come out on tape. Remember? <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> no. <laughs> he can't transfer Ooh. from paper to brain. Yeah. Remember? M and A's. No. So. I got I got some two L trucks. I got. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's good. That's yeah. good stuff. But I, yeah, my wife she says you need to read these books. I'm like, ah, whatever. They sat on my nightstand for a year. I read. They're yeah, pretty that, darn that good. Man, they're pretty darn good. That I'm man in, is amazing with words. Yeah, I smoke through them. Once yeah. I started, I smoked through them. Good stop. Yeah, and uh, and I helped his boy over there for a little bit, and he and Waylon helped me, you know, get going, and and I owe him the world, you know, for giving me the opportunity to, you know, just my first own deal, really. I mean, right. And uh, then I went to, from there, I went to Susan and Matthew McCullough's. And, uh, and, uh, uh, trained uh, for Susan and Matthew for a couple of years. And, and I had my own deal, my own barn there. And, and I trained their horses. She cut and Matthew, we would trade on, you know, find stuff to make money on and whatever. We had a great time. And uh, was there about a year and a half, two years, kind of felt like a gypsy, you know, but uh, people were giving me opportunities and I, and I was very grateful every door that opened for me, you know, and uh, Susan and Matthew are still great friends and they did a lot for me. And then I uh, 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 went to work for Clay Johnson for a year, did rope horses and cutters and, you know, rode his three-year-olds and colts and, and uh, we had, you know, he had a really nice roping pin there, and we roped, and I had brought some of my own outside horses. It was great. We had a ball. And uh, and then when I left Clay's, uh, that's when we had Mason. <laughs> this horse is going to get emotional. So um, just working for Clay, you know, it's a grueling hours. Right. You know, they're always gone. Those shows are three weeks long. I was never there. For him as a you know a baby right and uh so when i left clay's i was like <clears throat> i'm gonna stay home for a while i'm just gonna day work and mason was getting old enough where he could go with me and sit in the truck and watch me doctor cows and so i spent about two or three years just cowboying and uh raising him and uh catch riding at the big events yeah, stuff like that yeah, too yeah huh? i would catch ride when somebody would holler at me and stuff but it was kind of it was bad like i i I wasn't there for katie and mason for a while and it was you know i was doing a job it's sacrifice it sucks yeah but uh it was so you have your own place tyler then or we were we were living on a place off of zine hill road there in peaster it was this little four-bedroom brick house with uh, two acres on it and uh renting we owned it you owned it and katie she was working for next link and uh singing and whatnot we were you know we were doing okay but i was just i didn't really know where i was going his wife's a heck of a singer yeah. too by the way yeah she is i just kind of was i needed a break like but I, so how long have you been married now 12 years this september no what the at this time when mason's born so that was five years ago um so we'd been you'd mar- been married seven years yeah seven, seven years. years yeah 
And because you got married at Carol's? No, we got back together when, uh, at Carol's, and we got married in 09. Oh, to yeah. after? Yep. After you left, yeah, okay. So I left there, and then we got, it was funny, my sister and Matt got married in 08, September 4th. No, 6th, and we got married 09, September 5th. So, <laughs> well, that was the only time we could because, you know, all the shows. Yeah, right, stuff. right. And that's what I was working for my brother. But, uh, so, uh, yeah, the big deal was is, uh, I wasn't there for Katie and Mason. And uh, it was, it, it, you know, I didn't think about it at the time, but um, I uh, took the opportunity to stay home for a little while. And I had a day working cowboy and roped and had some, you know, outside horses. Somebody wanted to ride me a problem horse, I'd take it with me, you know, and just had some yearlings that I took care of for different deals. People would call for day works, whatever. And, uh, you know, I just kind of backed off and got my mind right and uh, was there for Mason and we had a ball. And then um, uh, fast forward to uh, four years later, um, we bought our place where we're at now on on, Zion, or on 1708 in between Tin Top and 51, right by Riata Equine, yep. right behind Winston Hansman. And uh, it's 15 acres, house, bunkhouse, uh, three pastures and pins and we moved in there and it's kind of been our dream place for a while but we'd always drive by it and I was like man that's for sale signs been up there for a long time <laughs> I'm like what in the world's going on and I called Don Bell and I'm like hey what's up with this place and he calls and he's like hey they want this and I'm like are you kidding me I don't even want to look at it just put a contract in you know it was just I don't know how I'm going to do it but this is amazing for that location and price so we get it we move in we move it out of our house we haven't even sold our other house yet right. it takes us like eight months to sell that thing and uh wouldn't take eight months now no but um it was just kind of like i don't know what was guiding us but katie and i were just like god take the wheel yep and uh and uh so we move in there and i lived there i don't know i, mean, I had those three pastures and i had Colts and Bronx turned out that I'd day work on and whatever and and uh you know Mason and Katie was working and and she has a really good job you know she was kind of the bread winner you know and still is um, <laughs> but you know and uh so we went on and then got the opportunity to put some money away and I started building the barn and I did it with my two hands and my brother-in-law's two hands no kidding her youngest brother he is a hand with anything huh at all he built his own house <laughs> wow by, by i mean he's a he's a john paul keeney he is my lifesaver as far as <laughs> like anything okay if i'm gone or if any if i'm there i'm like hey john paul can you come help me do something you know anyway so he and i built my barn and uh then we got the arena built and just kind of fast forward but we just built it i mean it's my two hands my place and and then uh uh, Mackenzie bought a three-year-old from Dell Bell, or it was two then, sent it to Shad Parkinson. Yep. And uh, it was a boon too soon. And uh, um, the opportunity arose of me being able to show it at the Fall Classic, the, the pre-fraternity right before Snufflebit. So I went out there and showed it, and it was a good horse. I mean, tough and good for the open and non-pro, so we both showed it. Or we're going to show it 
and that kind of started the deal to me getting back into it right and uh fast forward that get to the snaffle bit right a week before shag calls me he goes or while we're at the fight rewind we're at the fall classic right before the snaffle bit and i'm helping his non-pros and riding you know he's just sticking me on whatever school this horse help her blah 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 and i was having a ball it was just great you know i was feeling it it was i was i was like all right I'm, all right here i like it and uh he's like hey all the girls you know they feel like they get along with you and stuff would you like to go on the road you know the major events i'm like yeah i'd love to i mean i know the i know when the door opens i know that i need to get my foot in it right and shadow gave me that opportunity so fast forward to the snaffle bit a week before he's like hey i'm coming out to, to stay at matt's we're gonna work you know hey would you mind you you think you want to catch ride one i'm like yeah i mean that's just i don't you're sure apple yeah oh apple <laughs> sends me a video he goes you, you like her i'm like sure yeah make the snap a bit finals on her all three you know open limited divisions yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. and it's funny shad never told me this <laughs> but i'm going down the fence in the 100 by 100 square pin at matt's you know just like right. just putting her next to a cow and we're going around there and we're just you know kind of like going circling whatever and he's like you know that was the first time he, she ever went down the fence <laughs> i'm like what? since she had it since he had her well yeah jake i'm sure went down the fence a bunch on her but anyways it was just funny and i <laughs> that being said when i took her to uh, you know we had 15 and a half and a 16 in the cutting and raining and then we're fence day and i'm working her over there a couple of times and I was like, man, she's just so short. She's like a Welsh corgi, right? Oh, she was. But that. if I ever got her next to the cow when I left the corner in that practice pen, these things could be running off, and she never missed a beat. I'm like, you know, I've had calf horses that could not outrun me hobbled. Right. But I could get there every time. Right. For somehow. Yeah. That was how she was. And I'm like, all right, that's my game plan. If I can put her next to that cow leaving that corner, she's like, you know, what, sea biscuit I got or whatever. It. Yeah, you know, she's like, look him in the eye. All right, here we go. <laughs> and she did. I only had to kick her one time. She swallowed that thing up, and I left there. And I mean, like that was one of those fence runs. Like, I was like, wow, that's how that's supposed to go. Right. And I was, and I'm like, I, you know, you're like, you go out there, you're like, you have a fence run, you're like, oh, 220. You're like, oh, I didn't think. I mean, okay, right. cool. I didn't think it was. I mean, whatever. That felt like it was big. And I walk up and I see Mark Michaels. He's like. 75 so i'm like what he's like 75s across the board i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> that is how it's supposed to feel finals. yeah and, and it I'm turns like, out that's how it's supposed to look right <laughs> and i was just like wow and i'm in cloud nine you know and stuff and first time i mean other than you know wine and shine me i got to show her and right. and, and circle six spark for carol you know yeah. at the snaffle bit finals or i mean snaffle bit i never made the finals but um that was the first horse i ever made the finals on and it was only the really the sixth horse i ever showed right and as a three-year-old at the snaffle bit and i was like wow everybody's like oh my gosh you're the catch riding the some gun in the world i'm like no man it's just i don't i don't know it's just uh it doesn't bother me that's my comfort zone right getting on a horse and try to put it in the right position yeah or you know for success i don't know yeah we had, so we sold that mare 
to Andy. Mm-hmm. Because we're like, no, she's a nice little mare, but I don't think she's really an open horse. And I'll, I'll stand by that because it was a good week. It was a good week. Yeah, exactly. It was a good week for her. Yeah. But, well, I, but I anyway, it was to, awesome to see her. But yeah. like, I don't know that lady that we we told her we need to sell this horse because she's not an open horse, and she goes makes the open finals. And I was like, oh well. Well, I like, mean, we it was, like it was a perfect right. storm, it right? Was, but it was it yeah. was. I swear to God, this day it was God opening a door for me and yep. gave me the opportunity to do good on her. Yep, and got my name back out there. Yeah, and Shad's a big deal of that you know, and and it's still, we still work together. I mean, he called me the other day. He goes, man, I. How your three year olds? I said, well, I sold all of them. One's crippled, one's behind. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and he's like, so you want to go to Vegas? And then, anyways, I got some new horses in from Gianna Hansen, and and I got one Betty's a cat that's a nice horse that I think she's going to show, or maybe potentially me show. And so we're going to go to Vegas, and I'm going to help Shad because perfect. Needs, You're going to be in Vegas. Yeah, he needs my help. Outstanding. So, um, it's you know. That's kind of where we're at now. But it's a lot of doors open because of Shad to get back into this deal. And, I mean, the people, like everybody says, is amazing. The cow horse people are there for you. I mean, you could be you could be winning the class and or the fence work, winning the fraternity and whatever, and then say you, Chris, or Ben go down the fence and everybody's going to be hooping and hollering. Just, I mean – it's it's nothing else like it, Mm-mm. you know, and it's just and the challenge of making a horse do three events. It's just the ultimate horsemanship, right? And getting them to do three things that are totally opposite: draw in the cutting, go forward in the turnarounds, and run down the fence and stop, and you know, whatever. And it's just it's awesome to find that individual that can do it. Which I did find one that made the finals, but you know she got cut short because she got hurt, but. Um, yeah, it's cool to find those ones that, like, Chris, you've had multiple ones. You know, that's that's my drive. It's like it's like uh, hitting the perfect drive in the golf game. It makes you want to come back or roping two feet, you know, cleaner. Right. It makes you see that keep gate down there yeah. be like, oh, I can heal. Hey. You, and then you'll miss the next 10. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it makes you want to find that horse that – and then I had a stud going down for real that I got the opportunity to buy from Clay. And, yeah. and, man, he opened a lot of doors for me, a lot of learning experience. He was a great horse and uh, got to sell him, you know, and, and it's been a blessing here lately. And it's really fun, and I think we're in a good spot as far as um, me and Katie and, and uh, building my business back up, and I, I'm happy again. And my boys are with me. And it's like I can, I can get out of the barn and go – to the house or Mason's with me all the time. He'll leave the house and I'll have his horse saddled every morning and he's with me and then Riggs, it's like Katie needs help, I can go to the house. It's not like it's, 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 we're there. Right. You know what I mean? No, so that's awesome. It's we're in a good spot now, I think. So yeah. So we're just I just want to make horses. Yeah. Uh I got a lot of rope horses. It's about even right now, I think, you know. And uh so it's it's good. It's fun. So That's awesome. Yeah. What a trail, though. Yeah. You know, everyone thinks, a lot of people think there's this fast track to... I have, yeah, and I have so many people that I didn't even mention. I mean, that, that Robbie Schroeder, Gary Wells, Steve Orth, um, Bond, Todd Crawford, Don Murphy. I mean, all those guys were... 
a huge no. help. Oh. And and there's there's 50 that you're not even going to think of. Yeah. Yeah. They told I, you some little thing somewhere that you saw somewhere, and, and tomorrow you think, oh, I wish I just said something. I still do something like, I mean, I just remember all kinds of stuff that I heard or saw somebody do that I – that's influential to me is when I get on a horse like and and maybe not even right then no maybe two years later yeah uh, remember, it's just it, I remember a deal that uh, Chris used to do with them hot shiner mares he'd get out there and, and put his hand down a long trot and they'd be on the fence wanting to get out of the arena <laughs> and then and he wouldn't stop and if they ever started loping he'd stop them start long trotting again and if they ever came to the middle he would sit and it may take an hour, it may take 30 minutes, it may take 20 minutes, whatever, that first day. But that next day they come out and they're like, oh, I'm going to the middle. And then they go to work. It was just getting in that horse's mind. I remember Chris used to do that all the time. And I was on a horse two, two or three years ago, I think. Clay Logan sent it to me. It was a wimpy horse. And he was, I mean, like, go. And he's like, just go day work on him and stuff. And it really didn't help him. And then I just got to doing that drill with him one day. I'd hit that pasture, and I did it a lot. It was a pasture, not the arena. <laughs> but, I mean, like, that guy would suck that fence. And every time he'd come off it, I didn't care if it was 5, 10 feet, I would sit down. And he just got to go. He, you know, just – he'd just chill. And so every time I'd load him in the trailer to go check your lens, he just – he was just there, you know. He, was, he learned to go. And it was just that drill that – I call heard. it the psychological fornication drill. Yeah. <laughs> It was very funny. <laughs> I was out there, and I was like, well, are you going to do anything today? I mean, you're just long trotting. And he's like, watch. You know, and I'm like, so. And then there, he would leave the gate open at certain in the arena. If they ever went out of it, he'd make them work, you know, and whatever. It was it was a cool deal. I'm like, that little thing helps so many different d horses. You Hearts. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you got a horse that's fast-minded, instead of just riding the crap out of it, do a little drill with it where it goes, all right. Let's concentrate, <laughs> you know, or let's, you know, want to be with you. And, uh, but the, I mean, there's, I could name so many, like Robbie and Gary and Steve and Todd. And I mean, I, 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 I put stuff that they said to me or I saw them do into everything. And it's, it's funny how you may be cutting cow or roping, but it makes sense to me. You can, it all makes sense. Like you can use what you did over here to make a heel horse or a head horse better. Just the angles of the body or the drill you used to do with a cow horse running and stopping or a cutter, you know, teaching it to draw, you know, and I don't know. It's just, it, it kind of all that's. It all I'm, mixes. Yeah. I can, it makes sense to me, all three different disciplines in the horse. I mean, how you train your horses. It, I mean, it all kind of relates, I think. Yeah. It's different, but it's it's it makes sense to me, and I'm not really good about telling you why. It's just a feel. Well, it's like, everybody's got to have their own blend yeah, to it, yeah, you know. Everybody yeah. has their own blend to it. Yeah, but and it takes a minute to put them. At this show the other day, I rode up there and told Todd, "Hey, you remember two years ago when me and you and Chris were riding and everything, and you were telling me I need to get them. You thought that." I needed to get them to give to the bridle to go forward. And at the time, we put some draw reins on, and I kicked them up there and stuff. I said, I think I kind of got the feel now. I knew that what you said at the time was right, but then I went at it, and it wasn't the feel. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't have them. I was pushing them a little hard and pulling a little hard to get the face, but I'm starting just at this show. I mean, we're pretty late in the year. <laughs> kind of getting close. <laughs> kind, of, kind of getting a little close. <laughs> and I'm working on last year's horses. <laughs> also, but it just takes time. Well, and growing up, Dad, I mean, I cut. I mean, Dad's, he he taught me how to rope, but I mean, he, um, I roped. And I'd ride road cutters and stuff, and then I'd cower some of my rope horses. But um, when I was in the youth and stuff, but um, when I went to work for Matt and even Carol, you know, and Chris, it was my hands reinforced everything. You know, when I'd rope, I'd use my rope speed to back a horse off, or I'd use my left hand, to, you know, and I never really connected it with my feet. And then when I got to Carol's and Chris's, you know, and I was like, this make any sense you know how do i use my feet to reinforce my hands and then when i got to mats you put your hand down and train i mean i with showed, your feet yeah i showed cutters but i never i mean i had the idea but like it was i never trained one and when i went to work for matt it was like okay kind of like sword fighting you put the, point, yeah. the pointy in goes in the other man right yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean like i was like i got to tell my feet or my feet or you know because you put your hand down that's all you got is your feet you know so you it's funny how you can wrap your legs around a horse and you know people are like no that means go like no sometimes that'll make a horse feel secure and if you can conquer that and you know Mm -hmm. and put your legs on a horse and they go all right you know on a cow it's like a hug it is nothing it's just like putting a cow in a squeeze chute you know i mean like Mm -hmm. you know or whatever but it like I guess that's a little different, but I mean, same, like he taught me how to put my feet on a horse and, and, uh, make him feel comfortable and secure. And, and maybe even draw from it, not just go forward when you put your feet on. Yeah. And it's not like a spur stop or nothing, but it's just like, all right, Hey, I got you here. Just be with me. I can feel something, you know, don't get worried. You know, especially a three-year-old, you go put your hand down at Fort Worth, which I've done it, you know, a few times, not like you know, Austin and Matt and Matt Gaines and all the Lloyd Cox and all them guys. But like you put your hand down a horse and you better not be panicked. You better be there for him. Yeah. That's my deal is like, that's why I, I'm, I'm not going to put them in a bad spot. I'm going to let them know that, um, Hey, I'm here for you. Cause I'm not riding the best ones. I'm riding the catch rides, but I'm going to try to give that horse the best opportunity to be successful. And so why not tell it, Hey, I got you, you know. So that was a cool feeling about Matt, especially Matt, is wrapping your legs around a horse and it just go, Whew. all right, and look for the cow, you know. And it was that was one thing I, I loved about it, but it was so hard to <laughs> to get that feel. Like you're saying, Brother. Is, is your feet reinforce your hands. When I was always the hands guy, you know. I mean, like everything I ever did was with my hands. What do you see is the biggest difference like in showing it's cut of dirty versus showing snuff of dirty? Two hands. <laughs> <laughs> and it still feels awkward. Uh, I mean, just I go about it the same in the herd work, you know? Is that where you're at? I mean, like, or just in general? Uh, I just go about it the same. I mean, just try to do my job. Um, uh I mean, to try to, you know, don't set them up for failure, you know. Um, that's I go in there, I'm like, cut clean, you know, like in the herd work, cut clean, 
and uh, I mean, I'll let them rise to the occasion. Sure. You know, and then, you know, as far as the rain work, because the ones I've got to show is try to present a pretty picture to the judges, you know, and uh, show your horse. And then down the fence, it's just work your cow. Right. And then the cutting fraternity, it's the same thing. Just go cut clean and then let it build. Yeah. You know, and uh, be accurate and don't do something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Easy said, yeah. You know, what I found the last few years of doing some cutting fraternity horses and trying to train some myself and, go show over there i find that i get to working them if they're cutters i feel like i'll catch myself working them as matt cook would put it like an angry teenager right it's it like, happens and it's like hey wait a minute like why not work this horse like it knows that i've got its back yeah which is a weird deal that i learned from a guy we were pig hunting one day and this old boy had his dog out there and um jared sykes and yeah. he and you know jared mm -hmm. and anyway he's got this old border collie that he says will catch anything and so that day we're going out there looking for pigs and he this dog gets down on a coyote and they run this coyote and this coyote hangs his head in the fence and jared's like son of a gun i gotta go get this coyote now because i gotta let my dog know i got he's got my i got his back yeah because this dog catch anything because he knows i got his back and this jared's a big man Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a lot of human, and he's a good son of a gun, but he's yeah. double tough. And he walks up there like, Kyle's got his head stuck and cuts that coyote's throat. And, but he's like, I had to do it. I had to let that dog know I had his back. Yep. And I, so I took that, like say two years later, I think, maybe three, and I apply it to horse training. <laughs> it's crazy. Weird. Yeah. Crazy. Like, I don't know. I mean – it's crazy. But that that's what I find. And like I say, I think changing events, every time I've changed events, I end up going through that to where it's like, listen, this isn't that hard. It's just one event. It's just this, it's just that. What's well, all what I always come back to is that it's all the same. And if I teach them to help me, and I teach them that if they make a mistake, I'm not gonna kill them for it. Uh -huh. It's like they learn faster. Oh yeah. And, and it, I mean, why it takes that long to figure it out every time I change uh, events is it just boggles my it's mind. Infuriating. Oh, it's infuriating. It's infuriating. It's so irritating to me. I, uh, when I was showing Rainers, uh, my, my cow horses would circle better than my Rainers. Why? I didn't ever circle them. I mean, I didn't make no big deal about it. And Rainers might know you have to circle like this. Yeah. Pretty quick, they quit circling. Yeah. Same with my cutters. My snaffle bitters are cut more than my cutters. Like, what in the world is happening? So I was like, this year, I'm like, no, I'm just working them like they're snaffle fitters. I'm like, get them broke, and we're going to work the cow, and I'm going to work my snaffle, I'm working my bridle, but it's fine. You're just going to work the cow, and you don't have to be perfect every day. Yeah. I think for me, getting on the cutters, I'm like, well, it's only one event. You should be better at this. I don't have to, you know, I'm patient with the snaffle bitters because it's like, hey, you've got it's three events we got to do. Yeah. It's a process. But the cutters, I'm like, you only have to come do on. one thing. Why can't? Like, why aren't you ready to show? Ready, yeah. it's, it's July. Why aren't you ready to show? Yeah. Well, that's like Bill Freeman used to tell. Everybody. I mean, like he, his horses, and even Lloyd is an amazing magician at it too. It's like you'll see him throughout the year, like, okay, all right, and then all of a sudden you see him at the pre-work, you know, closer to the fraternity. You're like, all right, you know, it's just like you see they those guys knew how to peak a horse. Yeah. And it's just like they don't have to have it now. Yeah, we'll teach them to peak at that right moment, like that semifinals, and then when that finals hits, you, you you call on them. They're like, all right, I got you, bud. Yeah, you know, 
It's just amazing how those guys were so good at it. And, and I mean, like, it's – I mean, still, like, I have not made that many great horses. I have tried to <laughs> – Russell and his meat over there. <laughs> it was on sale. <laughs> he's for sale, not on sale. I know what I got. <laughs> I just look up and he's – I thought he was trying to get something to drink, and he has a rack of prime rib. I'm like, okay, where's the grill? <laughs> and I do like to cook, by the way, if anybody ever wants to come over. Uh, well, so then the other big thing about that is I go to all these pre fraternities because at my house, it's my life's a little hectic at home, and I can come here and think mm-hmm. and train, but... You go to them pre-fraternities, and you see them guys as horses that are doing stuff yours aren't doing, it and gets. you go home, and you try to catch up. <laughs> <clears throat> and that will destroy some crap, boys. Yeah. Well, that's like I was. I brought a three-year-old that, uh, so I like him. He does everything, but we didn't enter him because I don't think he's ready, but... I told myself, I said, all right, bring him up here, ride him around. Do not just do your deal. He is what he is. Do not break him down. Don't try to make him do anything he can't do. (laughs) We're making s'mores. Russell has now thrown down a case of Hershey's. Hershey's and then some honey ham ham and and some cheese. You're going to have a chocolate ham and cheese sandwich. That is awesome. Well, we don't have bread. Uh, it's, uh, what Just is that, Kato? Yeah. <laughs> Kato. Yeah, so. So I was like, just, I told myself, just, I mean, he is what he is. Let him keep building his confidence and he might make it. He's behind, you know, so it's like you break one down like that and try to catch it up like the rest of these horses. And it's, guess what? It might get to that maturity. May it. Hey, move away from the mic if you're going to chomp on your cheese. Turn your mic around. No, I can't hear it. Turn, I know. Turn your mic around for crying. <laughs> Gee, many feet. It's like podcasting with my brother's kids or something. Right. <laughs> Good night. You nerve-wracking uh, something. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I got to hurry up before the dog eats it and then throws it up. <laughs> You can eat it then, too. <laughs> Why do you always go too far? <laughs> it took us only four hours to get going. We went from tuna diving to shark diving to bee stings. Dog puking. Crying in military. That was weird. It's like sacrilegious, isn't it? <laughs> to Russell chomping his cheese on the mic. Anyway. But I don't know. It's just like I was telling myself, don't. Don't do stupid. Something stupid. Yeah. Don't keep, go too fast. Yeah. Keep working him and let him, let him, because he was like, when I got him, he did not want to go anywhere. And like, I encouraged it. Right. I encouraged it, encouraged it, encouraged it. And then now he wants to run around. He wants to stay with the cow and he wants to go run and drag his butt. And yeah. he turns around and he's pretty cool in the cut. And it's like, all right, cool. Yeah. You know, this is not the end of your career if we don't make it. Right. But guess what? You keep getting better. Yeah. Well, that's I, got. I don't have a hundred days, but you know, one percent a day. One percent a day. That's it. <laughs> that's that's what they say. Yeah. But I wonder who said that first. I don't know. I, I did. Paul. 
That's what Paul. I always, that's that's this Paul always said. That. I've heard it credited to Bob Loomis. I've heard it credited. I mean, I don't know how many people I've heard it credited to. Well, all the greats. All the yeah. greats, I guess. They all said it. Yeah. I said I it first in here because I'm the oldest. <laughs> By a mile. Oh my goodness! Uh, how old are you? Thirty-eight. My God. Yeah. So I can't believe how much smarter you're going to be someday. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> Is that going to be soon? Oh. <laughs> no. So I got one in that come in. Uh, I picked him up during the derby, and he was in a deal, and like it just didn't work, right? It was a good deal, and it's a good horse, but it wasn't a fit, and whatever. Nobody's. I mean, it's all good. Um. So I gave him back, and I'm like, listen. And the guy says, I'm not cutting him, and I'm not selling him. And I'm like, well, I guess you're going to let me train him on his timetable then. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not promised you the fraternity. I'm like, well, he's entered, and I sure like him to go. I'm like, well, I'm sure you would. But I I mean, I says, maybe. I says, let's see. I says, if I can build confidence, if I can show him there and make it a confidence-building situation, yep. I'll show him. I'm not going to I'm not gonna tell you I feel need to feel like I can win a fraternity on him to show him. Yep. I says, I'll show him if we can, as long as we can keep building. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm in on the long haul. I'm like, cool, well, let's do it. And he seems like a real, I mean, this is a freaky athletic horse. I don't yeah. know whether he's going to be ready or not. I don't know whether I'm going to show him or not. Yeah. I didn't show him here. I'm a hauling. I mean, he ain't, he's been like American Express. I ain't left home without him. Right. Yeah. I mean, so. I remember showing him uh, for Matt and Megan. It was a, uh, oh, she's a beautiful mare. She was a uh, Cats Murata. Chestnut mare. I can't remember her name. I can see her, though. But she was green. She kind of got hurt early on, but she was green. And, you know, I felt like I could get through a run. And Matt's like, you want to show her? I'm like, yeah, I'll show her, you know. And I'm like, um, go down there and had a good good um, show. I mean, like, she cut. We I didn't put her in a bad spot. And I guess what? She went on to do great things because that good experience. Yep. And it's not that she had to go to the fraternity, but right. I took her there, and I'm like, hey, I'm not going to make it right. to the semifinals probably unless it's just, you know, right. crazy. And she just all of a sudden – it's not that she didn't do it. It's just she didn't have that maturity, you know, yep. going through it all year and stuff. And she had a good experience, and she went on to do great things. Well, I'll tell you the cool thing for me about going to the cutting is I've gone there. I've sold a handful now. I'll go down there. I haven't made – I haven't even made a limited files or semis or anything else. But, I mean, I've sold horses pretty good down there. Like, mm-hmm. you can go in there and, like, hey, they're confident in working cow. I mean, people buy them. Like, yeah, I mean, that's I mean, like the guys sit up there. They're like, hey, that horse is, hey, yeah. you know, an amateur or non-pro. Or, hey, right. I think I can maybe make, you know. That's it. My first NCHA fraternity finals was an unlimited amateur. Mm-hmm. Uh, lady bought him the week of the show. I showed him. Oh, I missed the limited finals line by a half a point. And, but she made the, she made an unlimited amateur finals line. I was like, well, I didn't. I was kind of really planning on this being my first finals experience, but whatever. I got me. I trained me a darn NCHA fraternity finals. Yep, that's right. You know, so I was. I don't know. I put my feather in my hat myself. I don't need anybody else putting me on the back. Finalist. Yeah, darn right. And <laughs> I tell you what, you go get, slap I, an amateur on them. That's hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get there either way. Yeah, she anyway. spent as much time with her head below her butt than she did looking at the cow. I think it's pretty good horse. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I don't know it's it's just fun making them you know it doesn't matter what you do I love to rope I love cow horses and cutters and I don't I'm not set up to cut um, that's your place no I I just got a 260 by 150 roping arena and I don't have a round pin built yet or anything you know and stuff but did you cover it or no 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 I wish 260 yeah. by 150 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's not too far to the rope and shoot, it's a strip and shoot. Mm-hmm. Long ways down there for them head horses to make sure they're in the right hole. Or <laughs> lane. <laughs> no. Uh, so, like, the way I work them out, if I'm going to cut on them, I throw them all in the arena and travel. Find the cow. You know? I mean, that's the biggest deal is that I can, you know, find a cow the way I work them, you know, go where the cow goes and work that cow, you know, and, and set them up for success, you know. And so it works, but I don't, I, I couldn't do the, you know, make a cutter unless it was just mine and it was on my time, you know. Right. But uh, dang sure love them. I love the sport and I love showing them and stuff and making them. It's just I'm not set up to do it. Uh, two-year-olds I can do. Right. But, um you go to the sales at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually uh, helped Josh Drake quite a bit. Uh, during the sale, I turned back for all them guys and stuff. I've taken a few two-year-olds and stuff, but I don't really enjoy that part of it. I just like making them and selling them privately and stuff. I don't – I don't. I like going to the sales, and I'm dang sure buy one out of there, but I don't really – I'm just, an addict. I know. <laughs> Cow sales or horse sales? It don't, it don't matter. matter. Chicken, chickens. <laughs> God. Him dang. and Joe Carter go hang out at that chicken sale. Oh, Flipping uh, guns. Dog trays. <laughs> no matter. <laughs> oh, God can't even fight it. <laughs> All right, Tyler. What, uh, what do you think is the most important five minutes of your career? <sighs> I can't. That's impossible to answer. Well, um, how about a important five minutes? Like something someone said sometime, and you're thinking, "Oh, well, that's kind of neat," but then it just plays. He in surely your listens mind. to the podcast to know enough about what we're asking. I don't think he listens. He just likes it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, most important five minutes of my life is career, career, not no, career, wives, kids. That stuff doesn't count. Yeah, Chad Parkinson. Right now. Bar none. Yeah. That's not five minutes. I mean, it's got That's me where I'm The five minutes when he called and said, come to the horse show and help. Yeah. Now you're talking. Yeah. When he, when I, when actually, when I showed up and started helping them girls and stuff in his barn and the non-pros and stuff, and he was like, hey, you want to start going on the road with me? That's, I mean, I didn't know where I was going. I mean, I wasn't, I mean, I was just. Yeah, like, you were pretty wandery. Yeah. You're going from training to day working i mean day working doesn't even have a great retirement plan no <laughs> hardly any 501ks made and all that. really good stories and it made my yeah. son you know i mean so what about that little decision because we all struggle with that chris has got it in his future i think they're doing a little better job but i feel like i messed that part up i got so busy and even though the kids were around, it wasn't like I spent the time with them. I, th- mm-hmm. I think I should have. That's, that's a pretty hard one. Yeah. So that's like I said when I went when I, I left Clay's. I was like, I'm there for Mason, you know, and Katie and stuff. And then I, now we figured. Yeah, out how but to what tripped that trigger? It, it was. Well, I mean, how did you see it? It's it's easy to get. But how old's he? Five. So. You, you figured it out pretty quick, and I don't feel like I caught it anywhere near that well, soon. I, and, I, and I'm not saying anything 
I love my dad more than anything in the world. But like, he didn't. He was running that business. I mean, like, full that, on. I mean, it was. It took a lot. I mean, he was always there for us and stuff. But it was just there wasn't a lot of. Like we'd go play golf and we would do a lot of things, but it was and it was, it's just like I wanted to be there, and he was there for us in a lot of different ways. But it took a long time for my dad and I to get along, and it wasn't we just clashed. Heads. Like way like how long? Thirties uh, or junior year in high school. Junior. Oh, he bad. flew up there and he took me to dinner, and that was the first. That was the first time. I mean, that was we had a talk and. We clashed a lot. When you were in the uh, uh, Maryland, yep. yeah. And then ever since then, we've been best friends. But it was just like, I just wanted, so I learned from that, and I'm like, all right, so my dad wants me to be better than him. Well, I want my son to be better than me. And I know that what I felt like maybe, I'm not resentful at, any, at anything, right, right. but it, at the same time, I'm like, all right, I can make up for what maybe right in this way sure and then that first year of mason's life i was like i was gone all the time i was facetiming him i mean like yeah that's not right leaving katie with him and she has a you know full-time job and i was gone on the road showing or at cuttings or off working three-year-olds you know or whatever and i great experience i learned a lot you know when i was doing it every time i worked but it was just more important to me to be next to family and then when I did, I just kind of got, I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew I wanted to be next to my family. And so I started day working and taking care of cattle, and which I've done a bunch of, and I enjoyed it, and it makes good horses and stuff. And then I got to take my boy with me and teach him. And I can tell you what, that, man, that little five-year-old can ride a horse, and he can be in the right position, the right situation. He, I mean, he's not to say that he won't ever get in a wreck, but he's – He's learned a lot just going with me and being around those good cowboys and stuff. And I think that has a lot to say. Lots of, I mean, there's lots to be said by that, is being around different kind of situations to make a young man mm-hmm. early on, which I didn't get to early on. I was around a lot of great people, but that Western way of life, you know. and the, Great men are not always well-known. I've met all, I mean, I'm gonna I that. feel that in the, in the, in the ranching world, some of the greatest men I've known were not that well known. Right. But yeah. they, the, the rules of life were apparent when you were around them. Yes. Yep. So that was, a, I think that was very important. I got to, um, Exposed Mason to a lot of, lot of good stuff, you know, and good men. You know, the last three years, two years, and uh, and he's he's got to be in a lot of situations. And those guys are great men because they took the opportunity to teach him, you know, and stuff. And I mean, he can carry on a conversation with a grown man or a woman. It's amazing. And then, you know, he still argues. Especially in a time when so many kids won't even look at you in the eye and talk to you. I mean, I know I let him watch the phone, and, you know, he deserves to play games and stuff and whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you what, it's like, it's, I don't know. (laughs) We need more of it. We need more of that. Yeah, Yeah, I I tell you, I'm struggling this week. Shoot, I ain't. I mean, my kid's been here. We've been staying in the same fifth wheel. 
I bet I ain't seen her a total of ten minutes. It's, it's hard. All week. You know, yeah. I'm like, and this is stupid. Yeah, it's hard. Like, I got to make a living, but that's, I mean, that's just now we're getting to it. You know, Riggs is a year old and stuff, and I'm fi- we're, you know you're fixing to go to Vegas. I'm fixing to go to Vegas, and and uh, you know, but uh, it, you know, it's mine now. I, you know, you're, it's your deal. It's it's my deal. I'm not working for somebody. It's right. on my time. Yeah. This is my schedule. This is Chris Dawson's schedule. This is Tyler Merrill. This is Russell's. I mean, this is our deal. It's I'm not, and that's I think that's where I find comfort in it now. It's I have my own deal. Yeah, I'm wanting. I tell you what, I'm, if I get one, I'll get you one too. But I want. I'm gonna get me a dad apron, and and it's gonna say less bitching, more kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be for me for me to wear. And I'll just stay in the house, take care of that kid. Yeah, I, I told. <laughs> I'm gonna Katie, have my shafts hey, in my apron. <laughs> I told Katie if I said if I can have one three year old and a couple rope horses, you know, one three year old a year, I will sell that place and we can rent a stall from somebody, and I'll just work them three and then go to the jackpots and I'll keep the kids. Yeah, not really. I couldn't do that. But <laughs> no, <laughs> she would go. Uh, no, get out of here. <laughs> no. No, I mean it's it's working now. I don't know how. It's it's just amazing how because like I look back on my life and I'm like, it's it was a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. It went a lot of different ways. I mean, I'm not saying it's any bad or cooler or worse than any other. I mean, everybody goes through it. But it everyone, was, everyone, everyone has that roller coaster. I don't care it what they be, say. It might be the Texas <laughs> Giant or it might be the little bitty Carnival roller coaster. Everybody <laughs> goes through it, you yeah. know. And it's like, it's just as long as you do not, I mean, just keep your head. My dad would always say, keep your head to the grind or your nose to the grindstone. Keep your head down and your feet moving. Yeah. And I mean, there was times I was lazy because I was depressed and I didn't know where I was going, but I found my way and, and a lot of it to do with Katie. Yeah, she's something else. <sighs> yeah. She's something. I remember we all got together. I was like, I don't know what's wrong with that girl. <laughs> I wouldn't leave her alone. <laughs> yeah. no. I heard your dad had to be pretty persistent oh, to get yeah. at your mom, too. To Carol used to Purcell tell me stories yeah. about that. He used to drive from Purcell to Aubrey every night. <laughs> and she he would show up, and my grandmother, Yvonne, her mom. Uh, she Don't would, do uh, it. She would No, she was all about Frank, but. Really? Dad, but Robin, what, or my mom wasn't, and she goes, well, she's in her room. She doesn't want to talk to you. She, he, Dad would just <laughs> sit there and talk to Grandma then, you know, and it was just like he never gave up, and I, and I didn't either. I mean, like, I told – I remember I told, I told Daniel Beck and Cody Adams, two good friends of mine from back home, when I met Katie in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in 01, Christmas of 01, I walked up next to her on the night. I was riding Jazzy, and – uh I walked up to her, and she went up there with Ryan Motes and Clay Logan and Courtney, and they were friends. And I rode up to her, and I, I started talking to her. And, I, and I, you know, we kind of started dating. And I told Daniel Beck and Cody Adams, I said, that's the girl I'm going to marry. I don't know how I'm going to do it. but And then there was years in between there, you know. And, lots you know, of years and lots of rings in between. <laughs> Just about to say, I was engaged twice. <laughs> I was trying to leave that alone, but I just couldn't, oh, yeah, couldn't well, help well, you. You can't yeah. leave that out. Dad, he's like, thank God that didn't work. <laughs> Idiot. I was like, she's a nice lady. <laughs> no, no, it was it was all meant to be, you know. It was just funny. Like, back then, I mean, <laughs> dating, yeah. Woo. 
<laughs> what, hey, what's that Garth Brooks song? Thank God for unanswered prayers. <laughs> yeah, my one one of them gave Dad a Frank the Tank T-shirt. He didn't think that was. Good. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was funny. <laughs> but, well, what's the name of his column in the Corridor's News? Frank, frankly speaking. Frankly speaking. Yeah. Frank, yeah. Frankly, that should be Frank the Tank. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that in there, Dad. I think you should name it. Frank I really the tank. feel like, yeah. Uh, Frank the Tank says, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Golly, it's crazy how we've gotten here, though. Oh, it's insane, and you know, like, um, there's this little story that I think about a lot. There's this uh, little bird that's freezing, and it's starving. And it's chirping. This is in a movie somewhere. It's chirping and it's chirping. And this cow comes along and sees this little freezing bird and knows it's in trouble and it just backs up there and craps on it. And the crap makes it warm. And so the bird's mad because the cow crapped on it, but it is warm now. It's not going to die from freeze. Long comes a coyote and it picks the little bird up and it scrapes all the crap off and the bird's saying oh what a nice little person this is this cow and then the cow eats it well the cow that made that put the crap on it was the one that was trying to help it it gave it the warmth the person that was brushing it off ate it and sometimes your parents when you think they're really throwing some crap on you they're really trying to help you out <laughs> did not have any idea where he was going that, was a, long, makes sense. that was a long way around the barn right there <laughs> it's kind of like the poem footprints you know sometimes you think god's walking with you and there's only one set of footprints <laughs> and he was carrying you, carrying yeah. you, yeah. you know? but i did not know where you're going with that that made a lot of sense though <laughs> That one's always. I thought you were going to the moral. I thought he chirped after uh, he got like, crapped on because yeah. he was warm and happy. And then the cow came along uh, hey, and said, If you're full of crap and happy, maybe I'll just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> but that would uh, extinguish this podcast. So <laughs> don't do that. We just got on a roll. <laughs> Hmm. Well, I just, uh, I'm thinking about the way his dad was with him before he went to military school. My dad was like that with me some, and I thought he was being hard on me, but now I'm raising kids and I'm realizing, hey, this crap ain't easy. And no. I'm not, and I'm this not, crap's right. not no, easy. it's not, but it, that's the, that's the, that's the, excuse my language, damn thing of it is we are parents, we're not their friends. No. That's you know right. What? And we can be friends later, but we have got to prepare them for this world and yeah. unfortunately you know i feel guilty because they're not going into a good one nope right now mm -mm. and i mean like everybody back in the day when i worked or lived with robbie schroeder and gary and they're like they're like god dang i heard it was a tough but i mean like i love that man you know to the day he died i loved him mm -hmm. and i mean he put he give me some crap and i mean he you know was hard on us but i guess what i respected him for it you know and he was, a, he was a father figure to me. I mean, and Gary Wells, Steve Worth, the same, you know, all them guys that I was around. It was like, there's none of that, it seems like, in, outside of what we do. I mean, the Western way of life. You right. know, I'm not saying that you got to be a cowboy to learn how to live. Right. Just, but, but it's better. But, so, yeah. <laughs> damn sure. Well, damn sure like, crossover to any world yeah, there is. It's just like, that's like, 
I, it's it's the hardest thing in the world. I love them two boys to death. And which Riggs, we haven't really got into it yet. He's not old enough. But I mean, it, I think I'm going to have to pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> might as well get your bluff in yeah. early. <laughs> you? I just tried spanking his butt the other day, and he looked at me like, "What are you doing?" Anyways, but I mean, like that Mason. It's just you know when he does something wrong, I you know he knows it, and and I got to go around the corner and go, "God dang it, it sucks." Hey, yeah. my dad used to tell me. This hurts me more than you, and I thought that I know was the biggest <laughs> load <laughs> I know the feeling now. in the world. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, my God. I get it. I just, I get it. Yeah, I'm in so much trouble. Oh. I'm changing her diaper the other day, and I don't know. Her and Grammy have some game come to find out, apparently, about taking her diaper on and off. Well, I'm not that handy with putting the diapers on and off, so I get the – I mean, I've done a lot of them, but, like, you're putting her – and she'll just undo it, and I'm like – Trying to get your pajamas on. Oh yeah. Don't really need your diaper undone right now. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> and she'll look at me and she'll go, yeah. <laughs> and so I, the thumper, boom, like that. <laughs> she just giggles. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I, I'm not. I mean, I thump her pretty. You good. thought you'd give her a pretty hard yeah. one. Yeah. And she. <laughs> <laughs> And like, she'll uh -oh. laugh. She might stop, but she'll laugh. She won't. I mean, one day I thumped her on the hand, and she cried just a little bit. And I was like, well, thank God I thank found God. something. Yeah. Because, I mean, one day she grabbed me by the eye. Okay? She has me by the eye like this, and she's, like, clawing my eye out of my head. And I reach around, and I grab her right here by the little fat on her rib. And I just get a hold of it. And she just don't even weaken. And I mean, I've got a hold She's of She's like, you're going to pitch me? I'm going to pitch you harder. You're and she's just me. staying hooked. And so I'm like, all right, I'll play this game. And so I just, I twist it. And she giggles. You're like, oh, oh I mean, eventually, I mean, she, like, when I got past 90, I think she turned <laughs> loose. But she never made a sound. Yeah. Other than a giggle, I'm like, yeah. I'm in so much trouble right now. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how much violence I'm going to have to go to to train on this one. Yeah. I don't know if I can get I don't know if I can do it. Take. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's like my wife. They were, her dad was telling me stories like when she was, like, she would take her brother's fingers and bend them backwards. And, I mean, she was like, I'm, you guys aren't getting me. And, like, if she'd get a whipping, she'd just go, yeah, give me one. I don't care. Give yeah. it to me. You know, I'm like, oh, God. You know, mm. she's tough, too. Oh, but, that's bad for you. Well, it's eighty percent the mayor. That's what. See, I thought it was me. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's her. So maybe Mason takes after me. So I told somebody about my kid the other day. I was like, "Yeah, it's you know what? She'll get mad and throw a fit for hours, or she'll soul up for just a minute. It's yeah. like a perfect cross between I, me and Sarah." <laughs> exactly. I don't understand. Like there will be one day he's like, "All right, we're getting somewhere." He's you know, and then the next day he's like. Where is my son? I mean, he like, gone. Like so, he woke up this morning, which I had to come in here and school non-pro limited horses, and I got in the arena and schooled him, you know, this morning. And so I didn't get to go to church, with the family, and uh, Katie calls me eight oh four, and I mean, like church starts at eight, and she's calling me. I'm like, uh -oh. uh oh, honey, what's wrong? What's wrong? She's like, your son will not come out of his room. <laughs> he wants to wear a suit and tie. He's locked himself in. I'm like, whoa, what happened? I, walk, I talked to you 30 minutes ago. Everything was fine. <laughs> wear a suit and tie. I'm like, yeah, what's that's what I that? said. And, she, and, I, and then I just go, honey, I'm sorry. Just abandon ship and go to late mass. And she goes, we're going to church. I'm like, okay, honey, I love you. 
Let me know if I can help you. I, 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 I'm so I glad to be at a horse show right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's usually Sundays are like that. We're like, we wake up, we're like, yeah, we're going to get, you know, and Katie and I are going to be late to our own funeral when sure. it comes to that <laughs> stuff. Like, we're not late to a roping or she's not late to a gig or a horse show or a gig. Yeah. She's late for everything else and so am I. But whatever. You Double know, bread late. Yeah, we're... Uh, and kids don't have it. And chance. I'm not saying this, honey, if you're listening to this, but <laughs> it's because of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. joking. No. Not really. No. <laughs> the church I remember one night I remember one night we were gonna go watch Katie sing. And he's like, Oh, yeah, it's like we're in Gainesville at Carol's, right? And we're gonna go see Katie sing. And he's like, Yeah, it's just oh, it's just down the road. I mean, it's like forty five minutes probably. 45 minutes. Weatherford. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's at the rail house <laughs> yeah. in Alito. And I'm like, all right. Well, we, so we, we get to, to Fort Worth. There and, yeah, and then have to drive home, right? I'm yeah. like, what in the world? I did like, that every night. That's my, girl, my girlfriend at the time was like, what are you doing? Why are we driving two and a half hours? <laughs> I'm like, Cause because Tyler wants us to go. Katie's singing. It's going to be awesome. Let's go. Yeah, it's a real hit. No, that's what I would... I remember... can't believe she didn't last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't the right one. Yep. So, yeah, I would do that. Pretty I, regular. Yeah, yeah. Every night, pretty much. <laughs> and I, I'm like, Chris, I'm running 15 minutes behind. He's like, just come in the back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I remember I lost the wheel on my front Don't my hit truck. the corner running with your truck. Yeah. Huh? Don't oh, hit yeah. the corner. Luckily, there was no corners. I just had to get by Mama's house. All right. And, uh, but uh, I remember I was running late, going 75 between Decatur and Gainesville. The front wheel falls off my truck. Oh, <laughs> those are the worst. Right wheel jerks me right into this deal. I mean, I'm going into the guardrail, and all of a sudden, this gust of wind just pushes me back off back and I don't hit the guardrail and I just park right next to the guardrail. I'm like, thank you, sir. Yeah. And I called Jeremy, I'm like, or maybe you first, I can't remember, but. Uh, Probably Jeremy, I think that was after me. Oh, you don't remember that then? I don't remember that. Anyways, I'm like, hey, Jeremy, can you come pick me up? Cause I don't have a spirit and pretty much I don't think we can fix this cause it's the wheel fell off. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, and then, yeah, there was a lot of those. <sighs> Redline, you remember drinking Redline? When we worked, Carol, was that just me? That was just you. <laughs> I remember I did lose a lot of weight that first year. We did get it on. We were working. Yeah. Yeah, cause you've been down there working and you've been down there just roping down there oh, at, yeah. uh, at the old I Adams came, place. Did you come up there? I saw a we... picture when I left there. I'm like, holy <laughs> blimp! <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. I mean, we were just roping and drinking Coors Lights. And, and I mean, I'm like, how did Katie even think about talking to me then? Because I ran into her again. That's kind of how we hooked back up. But I was like. This is a big old boy. Oh, dude, I was. We got you loped down quick. Yeah, it, was, it didn't take long. Oh, dang, I was fat when I left there. I, I saw Lloyd Cox. At the, it was, it was a so, steady diet of beer. I went to work for Chris and Carol at. January 15th, I think I started. Maybe. Or that was the tryout date. I don't know. Anyways, I got there pretty quick. And then 
the super stakes starts April, March. Yep. Lloyd goes, are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, why? He goes, you got last time I saw you, you were very large. <laughs> I'm like, long hours, lots of horses ride, not eating very much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, we survived at Carol's on a steady dose of uh, Dr. Summer, Pepper and Copenhagen. Summer, yeah, summer sausage. Oh. <laughs> I'd always eat summer sausage. I'd just take my pocket knife and keep going. Every now and then we might have a beer or two at 6 o'clock at night when we had four more horses to ride. It was fun, dude. We, had we did have a good time. We had, <laughs> I could tell more stories about that. My sister, when I went to work for her, she goes, would you shut up? I said, what? It was we had a great time. I mean, it was like every, I mean, we could just, I was thinking about, you said that we had fun. I mean, remember turning the two-year-olds loose in the indoor and uh, throwing a lead rope, you know, their lead rope over their saddle horns. We'd jump from two-year-old to two-year-old and pop each other with rubber bands. <laughs> and it was just like, I wouldn't do that crap now. But it, so again, me and Jeremy, the, one of the biggest ass chewings or butt chewings I got was, uh, Jeremy took the stud colts and head and tailed them. He goes, hey, hey, can I, are you roping today? Because I started some rope horses for Carol. And he goes, I said, no, I'm not going to use I'm going to borrow your rope saddles. I'm like, all right. He throws them all on the two-year-old studs and heads and tails them. He goes to the north pasture and ties them to the trees and just rides them out there, you know, and goes to the next tree and ties that one up. And he head and tails them back. She sees him. Oh, <laughs> my God. That was after I left also. Really? <laughs> yeah. Dang it. Anyways, it was funny. <laughs> I was like, well, they're broker now than you put another then three months Then we started, yeah. Yeah. It was so fun. We had a blast. Those are the times. Yeah. Yeah. Grinding. Yeah. <laughs> Two tracking. <laughs> <laughs> and no one was there. Everybody went on vacation. I got back from vacation, and she's like, "Hey, we're going to two-track two-year-olds." I'm like, "Okay, yeah." Needless it's harder than it sounds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really hard when we were just doing it, but when, she, uh, yeah, it was a rough week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that, Carol. I love you. But another yeah. father figure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Wonder if Carol listens. Oh my! And by the way, my dad worked for Carol too. All right. Whoa! Footsteps. Yep. I have to take it because it's Ace and he just keeps calling, calling, talking. Don't forget to check out Bernie Anderson with EXP Realty at bernieanderson.exprealty.com. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, partner. I soap. I mean, that was that was that's been awesome. Like. I don't know if we got anywhere, but it was. Oh no, was we fun. did. This is that was incredible. Yeah, that was incredible. It was it was cool. Yeah, I'm so glad you came by, and good luck. Where can people find you? Like well, they want to send you a horse. Facebook, uh, Weatherford, Texas. Um, yeah. Every horse help. show, he's allergic to having a horse show without him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like to be there for my people. Yep, when he's yep. outstanding, herd help. Thank you. Uh, Facebook, uh, Tyler Merrill Performance Horses. All right, me. And go watch Katie Keeney somewhere. Yep. How do you find her? Uh, KatieKeeney.com. KatieKeeney.com. Katie, K-A-T-Y-K-E-E-N-I-E.com. There you go. If you need uh, any kind of vocal entertainment, she is outstanding. Yes. And 
excellent people. Very so, well, we love you, brother. Love you too. Yep. No, thank, thank you, you very me. much. Yep. And until uh, next time, go fast. Make good decisions. Thank you for listening to Cow Horse Full Contact. Please like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram to stay tuned for future episodes.